Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, got to fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful, better fall back Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Hey, it's Saturday. It's uh, October 29th, 2022. And this is Grapsity. Welcome to another edition of Grapsity. I'm Will Washington. And I'm not alone here. I'm also joined by a man who's going to make some noise. Philip Lindsay. What's going on, man? Looking uh real college dropout vibes from Will Washington. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Uh this has been a, a quite a week. Uh <laughs> more more stuff coming out about uh the all out situation, all kinds of uh other weird stuff going on. But we're here. We are here. Also here is Righteous Reg. In the building, it's your boy, Media Man, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster, Black Cowboy. And today, shout out to Hangman Page, Quick Recovery. It's Halloween, uh, Saturday, it's Grapsity. My mustache is definitely going to fall off before this intro is over, probably. So enjoy it while you can. I'm very happy to be here. It's a great night last night. What a great Grapsity to follow up. Such an amazing night for people like us <laughs> boy, boy howdy yeah no it, it's it, last night was a really great night especially if you're a nuggets fan because hey nuggets, nah. nuggets well, hey, hey, look knocking off number one because first off that first loss the nuggets took nuggets have taken two losses this season who are they to anybody anybody know 
Trailblazers um, and the and the Jazz. The Jazz. <laughs> yeah. Mm. The top two. It's so to be able to at least avenge that loss so quickly against the Jazz and do it handily, great stuff. Um and oh, I guess some people might be noticing that it's uh that, that it's Halloween here. Um, or at least in two days. It's exciting, right? <laughs> <laughs> Do, you do with that kid, fucking head. <laughs> do, do your kids still trick or treat or no? Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I, I honestly, I'm gonna have my kids trick or treat till they're um, like if they want to do it till they're 18, go ahead. Right. Yeah. Have um, fun. Like I used to get annoyed when like older kids would show up at my house, but now I'm like, you know what? At least you're like out of trouble. Like you're not right. doing something stupid. And so like, if you want to dress up till you can't anymore, go ahead. So. You talking with that head, man? I'm just like, what is going on? Here? Yeah, this grapsity. That's what's going on here. And I want to make sure everybody knows that. Uh, make sure you're sending us your super chats and your humper chats. Um, Humperchats.com is the way to get the humper chats, and we got plenty of humper chats. So I'm going to be going through those here in just a little bit. Also, send us your super chats. YouTube.com/slash/fightful. And uh, if we read your, if we get your super chats, damn it, there's like things I can't see, so I'm like bumping my desk. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but send us your super chats. Uh, YouTube.com/slash/fightful, and we'll read those throughout the show. Um, no super chats yet, but we got plenty of humper chats. So I want to get into some of those uh let's see we got them you know we the, one of the things we like to say is that you could send humper chats really at any point and yeah. so what's nice is that we've got them going back like seven hours uh so uh thank you to people who were up seven hours ago and we're just like i want to make sure i get in my humper chat to grapsity uh yeah what got... the hell were you doing up seven hours ago <laughs> like, right so we got this one from Dana. It says, for Grapsity, I'm not ashamed to admit that I screamed out loud at my TV when Hobbs music hit last night. About, po, 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 <laughs> about damn time. It does leave me concerned about Starks, though. Any chance uh, you guys could find out what the deal is with his absence? Um, trying to. Uh, I think he might be in the tournament. That's going to be my guess. That's what uh, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I, my I, guess is I figured they were holding him off to put him in a tournament. Yeah, that, now that's that's a guess, of course. Uh, I think you know we had been hinting for a while that there was going to be uh, plans for Hobbs, and we said that. And uh, look, I am not one on this show. When we get information, what are the things I want to make sure we don't do? And we've done a really good job of that. But I don't like spoiling creative. More than anything else, I do not like spoiling creative. Like, you know, if there's things going on behind the scenes, things like that, we'll talk about it and we'll try to get to the bottom of stories. And we we talk about those kinds of things. We're going to talk about some of the stuff that's come out from Brawl Out um, and things along those lines. Of course, we'll talk about that. But as far as creative stuff is concerned, especially for people that we like who have been friends of the show, things along those lines, we're not going to spoil creative. Uh, no if, there's a pl- yeah, if there's a plan, at least I'll at least say, hey, there's a plan. But, like, uh, I don't like to spoil creative stuff because, you know, that's the stuff the guys work hard on. And they know that um, it's going to be, ah, shit, where's that alarm going off from? <laughs> it must be 10-15. Mm-hmm. All right. This has been a fun bit, but I have to tell you, it's really hard to breathe and really hard to see. Yes. So, I'm done with that for now. Committed to the bit. <laughs> I'm not committing to that bit too long. 
so I think it's all really funny that we're, we'll get into it for sure. But that we just talked about someone just asked on Ask Grapsity about Hobbs and we were like, yeah, you know, things are, you know, things be are, patient. Be, things, things are happening. <laughs> and then things right. happen. Right. I'm pretty sure we said like a month ago that <laughs> right. like uh, for people who don't think that there's long term planning going on in that company, it's just not true. Right. Um, and I can tell that from at least multiple angles going on. Um, again, with no spoilers, I can yeah. tell you that um, Swerving Keith and the Acclaimed and Billy, that whole story has been laid out at least. I know they've got over two months of stuff laid out for that. Right. So um, that is, it's all cool stuff. And uh, like, I was upset at first because um, I think I mentioned a few weeks ago that I was supposed to be attending a concert at Red Rocks with Swerve today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, Flatbush Zombies. Yeah, Flatbush Zombies, right? And uh, he was going to fly out yesterday, but then uh, he let me know a couple weeks ago that uh, actually there's some creative stuff that I'm going to be needed for Rampage for. So, um, and I didn't know what it was. I just knew he was going to be needed for Rampage. And so I'm like, okay, fine. It's my birthday, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, your boy was uh, <laughs> boy was getting pretty spooky, man. I, I was very I was good reason to miss I, your birthday. I, I know, I right? Chuckling. When I when I saw it, I'm like, okay, he's doing doing <laughs> the, he's doing spooky stuff, man. He's he's in dark rooms. Thanks Look. for uh, setting me up that great tweet, Swerve. I appreciate you. <laughs> he did like a he did like almost like a fish eye thing at the beginning where he's right in the camera. I was like, yo, hey, Dark Knight, like that was I. That was very much a uh, homage Heath Ledger Joker kind of thing. Good I stuff. remember we had that long ass Batman talk. We did right that one mm-hmm. time. Uh, everybody got into because that the that movie had just came out, so we were all talking about the Batman and full circle, man. Full circle happens yeah, so often. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> Speaking of full circle, did you guys watch Atlanta this week? No, no. Mm-hmm. Not full circle yet. Yeah, sorry, Phil. No, um, I, I, but what did I tell you? I said this weekend I'm just gonna catch up on the season. So, um, you this episode you've got to watch it. Um, it, it's so funny because we talked about the Goofy movie on this show. The entire episode is a fake documentary for the Goofy movie. Shut up. Yes, <laughs> it is. Oh it is god. amazing. It is amazing. Oh my god, no! Like, first off, what am I? I just realized. That's the first time I've seen Reg without his glasses. Because I, <laughs> I was like thrown off for a second. <laughs> I'm like, dude, we stayed in a hotel room together. I know, you right? Know, like, and then, I just thought that. I, that was my exact thought. Was, I was like, I've shared a hotel with Reg. Right. I don't think I've ever seen Reg without his glasses. And that no, completely I, just threw me off. I have on my glasses like right when my head hits the pillow. Then I'm like, all right, glasses off. <laughs> I don't need to yeah, see it anymore. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, if any episode like. I, there are other episodes that I'm like, you got to see this episode, but I feel like this is the this, one. E- this episode of anything speaks to a lot of things we talked to on this podcast so much so that I got I got tweeted the next day that was like, yo, this episode made so much sense because this was referenced on Grapsity. And I was like, wow. All right. I, I maybe I'll skip that. ahead yeah, a little seriously. bit just because. Well, and like, look, a goofy movie means a lot to me. I've brought it up before. I know that movie line for line, scene for scene. Um, 
There'll yeah. be times where I'm just in the shower talking about they've been laughing since I can remember, <laughs> but they're not gonna laugh anymore. No more Maxi the Geek, no more Goof of the Week like before. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, but there's, yeah. I love it. Uh, it's so uh, anything that that pays homage to a goofy movie wins with me. This this is uh, I mean, they went full in on this uh, mockumentary. It is it is great. I can't give too much away, but yeah, it is it is great. Uh, let's see. We got a super chat here from um, Chris says Will dressing as Sammy Guevara is a choice. Ooh. Wasn't uh, Sammy Guevara? Ooh, I mean, it, it is. I mean, when you think about it, Sammy wears hoodies and he's like, wears a panda head. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Are you going to come in here and uh, throw your wife over the desk and make out with her hard on, on stream? <laughs> it's not a bad idea. I mean, you know, we might get some views <laughs> with that. That could uh, be the uh, the thumbnail. Yeah. Let's see. We got uh, Orion Ben says, AEW shop now has scissor cast signed by Swerve. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and we'll talk about a lot of that stuff coming up here too. Uh, yeah, because again, it, it was a very interesting night. I will say it was a great Friday night, just in terms of me getting a good basketball win. I thought SmackDown was very good this week, and SmackDown um, was it very good though. I liked it. Yeah, I did like SmackDown, and uh, I thought mm -hmm. that SmackDown, like. It's one of those things where they had to do the circumstantial thing where it was a dual taping. They taped two episodes of SmackDown last night. Right. And so uh, they had to use essentially half the roster because the other half has to be used for next week's show. And I thought they did a good job balancing that. Um, next week's show seems slim because um, they, I, I don't know what else is on that show, but it seemed like they didn't tape much. I was looking at the spoilers, and I'm like, this seems like a, a very – thin show how are you mm. going to stretch this for content they're going to film a bunch of backstage shit and a bunch of things to to weave in and video packages for the show that they're going to have the next day like, probably mostly uh i mean i guess there's technically uh five matches on the show next week so it's not bad is it's crown just... jewel one of those uh early morning shows again yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. it might like be on a Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, oh, wait. yeah. Oh, crap. We can't. Th I got a show on Sundays. Now. Oh, damn. We got to figure that out. We'll figure yes. it out. Yes. Um, but, yeah, there's. Yeah, I'm looking at the lineup for next week's SmackDown without any spoilers. And I will say that one of the five matches for the show is Braun Strowman versus five people. Um, and, <laughs> like, they definitely are going to stretch some content next week. I hate that big guy squash thing because it never ends well. It never works out for any of these big squasher guys. It's just uh, like I mean, is that what got? I disagree. I, I and I'll say why I disagree. I feel like that's what got Braun over in the first place, right? Like um, Braun, but he's still he, doing that. It's fucking eight years later. <laughs> when he first came in solo in 2016, uh, I feel like those squashes were, you know, they just brought in. Random guys who some of them went on to some success, right. but uh, they were bringing those random guys to just get destroyed by Braun, and then he went into that feud with Sami Zayn. But I feel like that's what got Braun over. That's what eventually led us into. I'm not finished with you, Braun. No, I will and agree because that that does work. Like it worked for Ryback, it worked for a bunch of people. But then, like 
after they have to wrestle real people, then it's just over, is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Um, it's very clear they didn't have a plan for Braun when they brought him back. Right. And it, it's clear now that a lot of people they've brought back, they've been just like, oh, throw him in the pool. Um, mm-hmm. Don't have any real plans for him. It's like we well, want them, but we don't really know exactly what we're going to do with them. But we want them. So, yeah, be on TV. Well, here's a curious one. Um, okay. Can't say that yet because Sean hasn't put the story out yet. Oh, okay. Sean did tweet earlier about some uh, potential returns, three potential returns to uh, WWE. Jeez, and, dude, um, they are going ham over there, huh? <laughs> Crazy. Nah, man, I told you, man, the return is the new NXT call-up, man. Yeah, right. so there's three returns uh, coming, but they, that's going to be a Fightful Select story, so I won't. Spoiled. They're about Who to have the is. bloated roster again. Like, what? <laughs> still ain't. You, you didn't get more time, my guys. I don't know what are y'all. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, and I am curious as to. Uh... So what's interesting is, I said this before, but Hunter, Hunter's bread and butter right now is the return. Right. But what's interesting about the return is that. Because I see people always compare it to Tony and the surprise debut, right? Mm-hmm. That they're like, Tony relied on debuts for a long time. And I think it's a fair comparison. But I think there's a large difference between the two. And that um, Hunter is bringing back people that he's booked. And the three people that um, are probably going to be reported here in the next hour or so um, are all people that Hunter has booked before. They're mm-hmm. all people that he, he knows he essentially established their characters on TV. Um, they're all people that were under him. The thing he's yet to do, and I'm curious to see how he pulls it off, is he has yet to bring in anybody that wasn't already under Hunter at one point. Right. Um, and that's, I think, the difference between, uh, you know, Tony does the debuts, and it's usually somebody who's kind of new to Tony, due to Tony's ecosystem, new to all of it. And, uh, and that's why I think the comparisons are, like, valid, because it, at the end of the day, is just, like, bring somebody in to pop the crowd. But right. then like, I also think that they're not quite the same just some, because some of them aren't quite getting pops. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Pop uh, yeah. yeah uh, we'll, we'll have to wait a year until he brings in a guy that he didn't book. Uh, when we hear cult of personality, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a joke. It's right. A joke. Part, huh? <laughs> yeah. uh, and joke. we got joking guys. <laughs> Just, just fooling y'all. Yeah, those are jokes. Mm-hmm. Woo, mm-hmm. woo. Uh, let's see, what we got. <laughs> uh, Jennifer says, uh, "Weekly love and support to three amazing people. Hope your weekend is great, gents. Thank you for all. Uh, thank you all for everything you are doing. Thank you. Thank you uh, as always, Jennifer. We yeah. really appreciate it." I had a big weekend ahead, just because uh, it's the first weekend after my birthday, and we're gonna. Uh, I don't know. I want lobster today. Oh, that's. Look, I don't get lobster often mm-hmm. because it's fucking lobster. Yeah. But I do know that on my birthday, I want some damn lobster. Let's go, baby. <laughs> so, uh, my friends asked me, they're like, "So, what do you want to do for dinner?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Any place I can get lobster at." Uh, that's uh, cheddar biscuits, buddy. Let's go, baby. <laughs> the big red <laughs> cheddar biscuits, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Like I, said, I just I just want some lobster. I don't know where we're getting. I know we're going someplace downtown. Look, I've done the red lobster thing pretty much on my birthday a million mm-hmm. times. Uh, and so I don't know where we're going at someplace downtown. And 
The Red Lobster debate is hella funny about like how like that's like a celebration for black people. Like if you're going to Red Lobster, like something happened. Like you never just it's not just like Wednesday, let's go to Red Lobster. It's like we about to celebrate. We going to Red Lobster. Nah, man. Uh, Get ready. Beyonce cemented it, man. Once yeah. you put Red Lobster in a record, like that's it. Like that's it was a wrap. Black way to celebrate, man. Yeah, it and is. that's 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 been a birthday tradition for me. Uh, although last year I got to go to Shanahan's, which uh, those those of you who live in Denver or know Denver, at least know Denver sports, know that uh, former Broncos coach Mike Shanahan won oh, two okay. super, won two Super Bowls here. And then opened up the seafood restaurant. Um, and so nice. Uh, he, he, so it's a, the funny thing is you walk in and the first thing you see is Super Bowl trophies, like in the glass display. <laughs> Pretty lit. And I'm like, I think these are the real trophies. I think these are like the real deal. I don't think these are fake at they're all. They're probably props. Uh, they probably are, but like they're also behind some pretty thick glass. So. Like, that'd be wild if he's like, "No, nah, I'm taking the trophies <laughs> to my restaurant. Bring them both, them trophies to my restaurant." <laughs> they're like, "All right, Shanny." Yeah, well, why not? Right. Um, and so, yeah, it has got like a Super Bowl signed football that's like got the whole team signed everything on it. It's it's Shanahan's. It's exactly what you would think. Somebody who won a Super Bowl in a city and decides, all right. I'm gonna open a restaurant in that city to like lay my claim that this is my city kind of That's thing. And, so, and you got lobster there too. Oh yeah, <laughs> they got lobster. There. Mm. So that's that's the goal. But yeah, as far as this is concerned, I was supposed to go to a, um, the a show. play la- a play last night, but uh, didn't get to. It was gonna be the temptation story. Uh, I wow. had two tickets, but my daughter's sick, and so I had to give those away. Oh. Um, and I ended up giving them away to my sons uh performing arts teacher actually and originally i was going to sell them and i'm like uh you're on a teacher salary uh just take them just take Mm them and we're good uh enjoy have fun wow and uh yeah it was good it was good temptation story huh is it is it like based off of like the actual story is it based off of a mini series i don't know (laughs) that's what i was excited to be a surprise yeah i was gonna have fun with this but uh Oh, yeah, I guess we never did formally say happy birthday to Will Washington, who just celebrated his 35th on this planet. He is here. He is out here. What a year that 34 was, right? Building up until 35. What a culmination of shit went crazy. I know, 34 (laughs) was a really good year. Well, especially considering we started Grapsity last October. So essentially, this last year with you guys has been my 34th year. And... I just did her 35, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I had a little birthday party on uh, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my actual birthday, so I didn't get to watch Dynamite Live. It was, like, on in the background. And so, like, I catch out the corner of my eye, the Elite uh, segment, mm-hmm. because uh, I'm like, we're all just kind of doing something. And then I hear Kenny's voice, and I'm like, well, what? And I turn my head, and then I see the segment happening, and I'm like, all right, stop everything. Like I have to see what's happening here. I wasn't. I barely paid attention to the opening match, but when I saw that segment, I'm like, okay, everything stops here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are watching this segment, and then I have to explain to the non wrestling fans in the room of what like, happened? okay, why this is a big mm-hmm. deal? Why, like, why did those three people just keep disappearing? Like, um, 
hard to explain but mm-hmm. here's here's the story yeah i wasn't intending on having a party at all it just something kind of spiraled out of control it was like uh on one end i had one friend who was just asking what am i doing for my birthday i was like oh we're just gonna have cake and tacos and that's about it and she was like oh, i want cake and tacos i'm like all hmm. right come on over and then Sounds like a weird combination that is um <laughs> No, nah, I mean it's my birthday. I want tacos and uh, tacos are anytime. Honestly, tacos are yeah. anytime. And then yeah, yeah, and then I want birthday cake. Like that's actually what, a pretty. What kind reasonable... of cake? What's your what's your cake go to? My cake go to. My best friend gave me shit for this, but uh, my cake go to is I am a carrot cake guy. Oh my god! I was gonna say I get shit because my cake go to is carrot cake. That's hilarious. Really? Okay. <laughs> it is. Yeah, no, it is. For my birthday, favorite. I'll be like, let me get a carrot cake, and people are always like, what? Yeah. No, carrot cake is bomb. Like cream yeah. cheese frosting. Like that's carrot cake is is the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, uh, my wife made me a carrot cake. Big smacker. And, yeah, I love it. Right, but um, she made my it fr- uh, fresh with the uh, mm-hmm. all the shredding and all that. She was out there? Yeah, yeah, she did. My best friend was so offended by this that she bought a second cake. So that's why in that picture, there's two cakes (laughs) in it. (laughs) When you bring your own cake to somebody's birthday party, that's wild. (laughs) That was a good it's a good yeah. cake too. Who's this cake for, man? Like, it's, it's for me to celebrate your birthday? Like, the fuck? <laughs> You're like, thanks so for was... the cake. She's like, no, this is actually my cake. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I was out with my best friend uh, on Saturday, and she goes, um, and I was like, well, you know, I'm having Mel over for uh, uh, on my birthday. If you want to come too, go ahead. And then I was like, well, now I can't invite just those two because you know my boy cash he's like my brother i have to have him over so i call him and then y'all know t i mm-hmm. uh, was like i can't have these people over and not invite t. t yeah and definitely. so suddenly i come home to Corey and i'm like so remember how we were just gonna like eat tacos we need to like quadruple that because mm-hmm. uh we we're having people and she's like so are these people bringing significant others and i was like Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and, is T bringing yeah. a significant other? Yeah, and everybody, yeah, everybody did. So then, at that point, it was like, uh, "Oh shit!" Don't do my guy T like yeah. that. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh. "No, I'm just thinking about T walking in the room like Mr. Rapper and like cake, and then he has like a date with him." <laughs> Definitely, one thousand percent. So all of a sudden, I'm like, okay. So I kind of had like a little party in the middle of the week. And That's what's up. Celebrate that birthday, it. man. Yeah, yeah, we did. So it was cool. It was. It was. What fun. kind of tacos y'all had? Uh, three kinds actually. Oh, three kinds. Ooh, That's right. Ready. We provide. We had shrimp tacos. We mm. had carne asada, and mm. we had and we had chicken tacos. That's so, uh, <laughs> um, so the lesson here is come through. If you uh, want to eat at a Will Washington get together, that's what's up. Um, let's see. We've got Deontay says, Cal, California looking very different. Not sorry. Good to see y'all. Yes, Reg, I'm still me and black. Just supporting my <laughs> Joshi love. Tam, much love. Deontay's Big week for Joshi wrestling, man. Big Huge week for Joshi wrestling. Big week for Joshi wrestling, man. Uh, Rio is Rio's back in the States. Gave us a banger of a match on Wednesday. Ooh, Two oh, fire, banger matches. Because we also fire. had... Did y'all watch Dark this week? Yeah. Yes. Rio versus yeah. Jungle was a great match as well. Um, we got 
we got some Joshi matches on the New Japan Strong match, which is kind of historic. Um, That's pretty big. Um, I don't know if you guys watched that, but my Iwatani versus uh, Kylan King was great. If you haven't mm. seen it, go out of your way to watch it. We even got like uh, kind of Cosmic Angels, faux Cosmic Angels against Kylie Ray, which Kylie Ray on the New Japan show was like, what? Um, and Kylie and picked then, up the win. And Kylie Ray's partner was uh, the homegirl. What's her name? Um, oh, uh, uh, Tyara. What yeah, James. There you go, Tyara. Yeah, she's uh, dope. I was like, yeah, wow, that's like both of them are on this New Japan show. This is a big deal right here. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, and, and of course the PWI dropped to 150 this week. And when I saw it, I knew people were going to do what they were going to do. Oh, why isn't Bianca number one? Why isn't yep. this person number one? Um, no, this Bianca's is... topped a lot of lists this year, by the yes. way. Bianca's so. topped a lot of lists. She's going to top a lot of lists by the end of the year. I've said before, I think she should be in the conversation for wrestler of the year. And I still feel that way. Um, but right. uh, when you look at the year that Shuri has had, I think she deserves number one. And I think if you don't watch Stardom, you probably won't feel that way. But, I mean, coming out of last year, she had the highest rated Meltzer match in, what, like 25 years or something crazy like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, now I- I'll say, I have been having this argument with people for, how long have I been podcasting? 17 years. First year, I d- first year I did a podcast, right? So I used to host RBR and... um for the 16 years I was on that show, I did 17 year-end awards. The first year-end awards I ever did, we did our year-end best ofs. It was year 2005. I gave Wrestler of the Year 2005. My vote for that was to Samoa Joe. I had a co-host at the time who argued that you can't be the best wrestler in the world and not work for the best promotion in the world. And the best mm. promotion, in the, or not work for the biggest promotion in the world. And he said that WWE has to be the standard if it's the greatest. If you're the biggest promotion in the world, that is the standard for where you people can be still the feel best. like that too. That's and, the funny part. Like I said, the, so that was in 2005, and I disagreed then. And now here we are in 2022, and I still see people make that argument. Yeah. And so it's not an argument that ever surprises me anymore. So mm-hmm. when I saw that Bianca wasn't number one. It didn't matter who was number one at that point. I knew what we were in for. I was like, if they're not from WWE, I know what we're going to see from people because I know there are people who just legitimately feel that way, that if you're not at the top of the top promotion, how can you be number one in anything? Uh, And I know. Sucky pick. (laughs) Uh, I know. It's a a crummy take because it's very close-minded and... um, and also, like, it does a disservice to the people who are doing the best work of their career outside of of WWE. And that's like not all that shit's null and void because you're not in WWE. Like, you had a great match. Well, it wasn't that great because it wasn't on the big stage. It's like, no, that's it's a great match either way. So, right. Yeah. yeah I mean, so. and I mean, I think that the list this year is indicative of just the year that Stardom has had. Stardom is possibly having the biggest year of the in the history of the promotion. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, when you look at their attendance and how that report came out that their attendance from 2019 to 2021 has gone up around 207 percent, and you look at the selling point for that New Japan show this week, which sold out, 
was having stardom wrestlers on it. A right. big part of the draw of bringing in stardom wrestlers to do the IWGP Women's Championship is to get stardom women on the American shows, to draw people to come to those shows. That yeah. just tells you the amount of success stardom is having right now. I would argue right now stardom is having more success this year than New Japan. Um, I think so. I think New Japan is still the number one company in Japan, but when it comes to like momentum and popularity, right? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but the question is time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash fightful it's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with better help that's betterhelp.com slash fightful catch those springtime vibes all over arizona break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks take a hike among the wildflowers just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees Discover Arizona's best-kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Now, I think I Stardom has yeah. it. Uh, and if you're going to pick anybody from Stardom that you want to be number one on this list, it should be Shuri. Like I said, Shuri, right. Shuri had one of the highest-rated women's matches last year, um, easily a match of the year candidate last year. Walked into 2022 with three belts. Um, she was got as a stardom champion. She was SWA champion. And she was world of stardom champion. So, no, nobody else had the kind of achievement she had walking into this year. The thing with Bianca is, I think Bianca's had a good year in retrospect. But Bianca's run really started at Elimination Chamber. Because there mm -hmm. was like a while after SummerSlam where I was wondering like, okay, what are they doing with her? Right, but like by elimination chamber, she went on that great uh, streak of pay per view matches. That's kind of cemented this run for her. Um, and I mean, that's not downplaying what she's done this year. I mean, back to back WrestleMania wins over two of the biggest stars in the company. All of that and matters. Both fire matches too. Some of yeah, the best both, matches ever. Both two of the best women's matches in WrestleMania history. Mm -hmm. And so she she belongs in the top of that list. But I just don't like people downplaying the year that Shuri has had. Shuri has had a phenomenal year. Um, I mean, even some of the other starting women. I mean, I also forgot that uh, Shuri won the, the five-star Grand Prix last year as well. Mm -hmm. 
So, no, she's been on a great run. She deserves it. Uh, like, SLK as well in the top ten. She deserves yeah. it. Uh, Saya Kamatani also deserves it. Um, I thought it was a really good top ten this year. I've seen people with their Mandy should be in the top ten list. And, I, I mean, mean has, the problem is, like, it's established criteria because everybody's like, well, she's had the championship for a year. It's established criteria by PWI that NXT titles aren't world titles. And so... Exactly. Because um, I've seen people say, well, Adam Cole was uh, the um, – he was number two one year. And so how can you then say that? And, like, that's almost a fair point, except that, like, also title criteria can change. Because at one point, the Impact World title was considered a world championship, and now they do not. Um, Josh Alexander just, wasn't in the men's top ten. Yeah, it yeah. all depends on – the the stature at which the belt is perceived at that moment in time and exactly stature yeah i mean was was braun in the top 10 he was nxt champion i didn't see him in the top mm-hmm. 10 for the men no, um, and i mean look i think mandy's had a great year i think uh it matters that she's been champion for about a year at this point i saw people saying that she unified the titles um no Nobody talks about the NXT UK Women's Championship. And on top of that, she unified the titles in September. That was after the evaluation period was over. Um, right. So, no, no. I, I know that people want to get all these WWE wrestlers in the top 10, but it's okay to acknowledge other wrestlers from other companies. Um, exactly. Yeah. I also saw people doing the, oh, well, why is Thunder Rosa number three? Because Thunder Rosa does more for women's wrestling than most people in this industry. That's why. It's not just that she was great in AEW this year. She has her own promotion where she puts other women over, and she also has done all, all these indie dates and other things. They put no. that in the criteria. It did, there's exactly. literally a section that Thunder says Thunder Rosa why. belonged in the top ten. Sorry. When, if we're talking influence, Thunder Rosa might be number one, honestly. This if we're is talking what I'm influence, saying. Let's talk about what she does for the wrestling women's wrestling in as a whole, like she is number one. She has done so much. And on top of that, it all gets fuddled up of what, you know, her injuries and what happened. But when she was running for the title, she was hot. She was super hot. Like people yes. wanted her to win. It's the AEW women's title thing. Anytime you get the AEW's women's title, people just I, I quickly change their minds. But when she was going for it, she was hot. She was one of the hottest wrestlers in the whole company. She got the belt before for that reason. And then people soured on her because that's how they do every AEW women's champion. It's pretty unfortunate. I mean, let, let's get into it though. Cause I see that comment. Rosa having a better year than Becky is kind of nuts. Is it though? Because look, Becky had a good run. I think Becky did some phenomenal character stuff. I think mm-hmm. she's done. She did great as a heel character. I think the big time Bex was very underrated. Um, but when you compare that to Rosa going overseas and defending the championship in Japan, I mean, we're not defending the title in Japan, but going and competing at, at Tokyo Joshi Pro, coming back and defending Almost the title princess, against, yeah. Yeah, against uh, a Joshi wrestler, um, all, this, all of the indie dates she's done. I mean, again, when you look at all of the extras that come in for AEW, they're from Mission Pro. Yep. She uh, be putting on. I think the bottom line for me is just like it it is just really important to acknowledge the greater wrestling world that there exactly. is a massive wrestling world out there yeah. and that um most of the time the promotion that look, I and I I don't like to harp on on 
WWE fans because everybody's a fan of everybody has one promotion that they stick with. But obviously, WWE um, has mostly uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They have curated a, an ecosystem that has allowed people to not have to acknowledge anything outside of it. And so that was a hell um, of a bar right there you came up with. <laughs> <laughs> And so the the point I'm going with with that is that obviously that allows people who mostly stick to WWE to look at other promotions and go, well, who the fuck is this guy? You know, what mm-hmm. is this? What does this matter? Who? Um, right. Mm-hmm. And so I just think it is important to recognize that WWE does their own awards every year. Yep. If you want to see things. And most, a lot of promotions do their own awards. AEW did the AEW awards last year. Um, so, if that's what you're after, is Fightful. The, <laughs> We're doing Fightful um, awards, remember? Yeah, yeah, I was about to get to that, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to find a way to bring it around to that. Mm-hmm. But, at the end of the day, just keep in mind that it's a really big wrestling world. And there are people doing big things outside of whatever your favorite promotion is. And at some point your favorite promotion may get their acknowledgement. I mean, I don't think guys who are exclusively with GCW are ever going to top a list, but um, if you, but ultimately if, if you have a big stage, your guys are probably going to find their acknowledgement at some point. And I think it is important to that people who are doing big things, wherever they are, get the acknowledgement that they're getting. And I think that with Sardom having the momentum they're having, and momentum is very important to acknowledge. It's not just about the size of the promotion. It's about the momentum the promotion has in their growth. Facts. Yeah, uh, they're doing big things at this point. At this point, like they're, the partnership with New Japan has been huge for them. I mm-hmm. mean, we're talking about getting a women's championship possibly defended at Wrestle Kingdom. That's historic. That's huge. Um, and so, no, I, I go I, to Wrestle Kingdom this year. Man, I know, I that'd know, be sick. I, I know I won't be able to pull that off this year, but I think I might be able to in uh, 2024. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's still on the bucket list to go to Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I was supposed to in 2021. That mm. was a big plan I had with my friends where we were like, all right, let's all spend the next year saving to get to Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, and we made the plan at the beginning of 2020. And then, of course, three months into 2020, it was That's like, rap. yeah, <laughs> this ain't happening. So, yeah, uh, hoping to reignite those plans for 2024. Yeah. Speaking of Joshi Wrestling as well, Willow got her trip to Japan last night. Awesome yes. to see. I didn't get to see all of the show, but um, I get, got to see bits and pieces of it. Uh, really glad she got a chance to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, man. Joshi Wrestling is, is killing it right now, man. They're hot. Yeah. Get on board. Super hot. Get on board. Hey, mm-hmm. but also, as Sean Rossap announced, and I'm really excited for it, that for the first year, there were there are going to be Fightful Awards. Um, and we're working out all the details as to how those are going to be presented, but there will be a physical award sent out to the talent who um, who earns it, and it's all going to be voted on. The official awards will be voted on by... Uh, subscribers of Fightful Select. So um, you'll be able to get your votes in there. This is going to be a really interesting one. We, uh, we've we all been tossing around categories, things like that, and what we want to see. Um, it's going to be exciting, as Sean announced. There's not going to be any worse. I don't like doing worse. Um, 
you know, there was a time in my <laughs> career as a podcaster that I didn't mind, you know, dogging on a wrestler, but like that was before I became hyper aware of how aware wrestlers are of yeah, the it's stuff not we fun. do. Mm-hmm. And it's like I don't want to be that guy. I, I there's no reason yeah. to. There's there's no reason to to let anybody know that they're the worst wrestler of the year. Nobody needs to exactly. read that. Like that's I don't know. To me, I don't I don't enjoy putting that in somebody's notifications. Yeah, <laughs> um, that sucks. Because people sucks. are gonna at them. Hey, you won this award for being the worst because they're the worst. Yeah, and look, I have on uh, multiple years given like. No, I'm not gonna reopen yeah, that no. one. Nope. I was gonna say I have given Bray Wyatt worse. <laughs> See why? We could have just moved forward. <laughs> I think on multiple occasions I have. <laughs> Come on, let's just hey, move on. Smooth sailing on out of here. I would never give a worse anything to anybody. I think all wrestlers. Are I there. would never. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Would never do something, but no, like I, that. but like I just something in the last couple of years, I just I'm not a fan of the concept. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, no, I, we I, just need to give. Uh, it's all about flowers these days. Yeah, man. it's all Nobody about needs to, We don't need to be giving that up like yeah, that. That shit's whack. Drop shit yeah. on people's doorstep. But yeah, so it is coming. End of the year, <laughs> we are doing the um, fightful. <laughs> a real quick one, huh? <laughs> We uh, we are doing the Fightful Year End Awards. <laughs> if you're a Fightful Select subscriber, and I know a lot of you are, um, definitely uh, make sure you get your vote in, and we're going to tally those up, and we're going to see who the best wrestler is. Uh, we're splitting up male and female wrestler of the year. Um, I know that, and we are also going to have best match. There's just I, I love Year End Awards. They're part of my... Uh, it was one of my favorite things to do. Um, even when I left RBR last uh, September, I still came back and did the year in award show mm. because um, I wanted to wrap up my year because I was like, I did nine months on that show. I should at the very least recap uh, the the year as it went. So this year, uh, Fightful Year in Awards, it's going to be good stuff. It's going to be great. Uh, we got a few more humpers and supers, so we'll get to all of them. Uh, let's see. Tony P., says so will why didn't you tell us where's house was a damn torture chamber and did you just willfully ignore the gimp suit skin mask and the hose next to the lotion um in the basement uh wait sorry in the bucket near near the pit uh hashtag swerve season uh hashtag black horror uh i mean he kept trying to tell y'all he was tweeting all day he said hey it's getting spooky on uh spooky (laughs) getting spooky on dynamite tonight uh, D-Lo Diggs just says, love, peace, and hair grease. Appreciate y'all. Thank you, D-Lo. Appreciate you. Always that, appreciate D-Lo. you. Van Twinblade says, the Glory Pro show is tomorrow. The card All is right. on Insta. But more importantly, fuck Kanye. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not a not a good week for uh, Kanye. I I saw that whole Skechers thing, and I was like, boy, this guy is well, going out get you Bro, out of here. Not being lifted up by your collar to be taken out of Skechers. It's crazy Bam. out here, man. Bam. Having to get escorted out of Skechers is uh, embarrassing. Uh, very. <laughs> and uh, why was you pulling up to Skechers, bro? This is crazy. He was like, I'm about yeah, to go to Skechers and try to get a deal. Nasty. Skechers? Skechers. 
Sad man. Sad Skechers. Time. Skechers, bro. Skechers. Sad. I mean, sad, I would I guess I would have loved to have seen, you know, like people who are just like die on every Kanye West Hill, um, deciding that Skechers are what they need to rock now. Like I would have loved to have seen that. Honestly, that would have been pretty amazing. <laughs> that would have been, convincing yeah. his whole legion of fans to go get Skechers, Yeezy Skechers. <laughs> Oh my god, Yeezy Skechers sounds gross. I wish he would have got the deal. <laughs> Come on, Skechers, Come on. it's not too late. <laughs> it's not too late, bro. It's not too late. Um, let's see. We got uh Caden says, Good morning, guys. Spending the day at Disney after a rough week. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Um he says, Well, hope you enjoyed your B day. I did. He says, as I said on Twitter, one of the best people in this space, and glad I can call you a friend. Will and Phil, thoughts on James Gunn running DC? Thank you, by the way, for that, Caden. I appreciate every kind word I got this week, and um, I'm always just grateful and overwhelmed whenever I get them. Uh, but thoughts on James Gunn running DC? I think DC needs a unified vision, uh, yeah. and I think giving it to somebody who's already had success in DC looking at you, Zack Snyder, who didn't have success in DC before they decided to give it to you. And sure enough, that's why things turned out the way they did. Sorry, Snyderverse guys. I'm not a Snyderverse man. Um, but as far as James Gunn is concerned, Snyder he's had success. Verse. He's had uh, success <laughs> um, in the universe. Just- the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, both successful things, both successful stories. Um, so now we've seen what he can do with it. And yeah, it's, it'll be nice to see things under, uh, some unified vision. So yeah, it's just funny watching things go full circle. I remember that, uh, right when the Snyder Snyder movies were coming out, a lot of those fans hated guardians of the galaxy. They hated like the dance off stuff. Like they thought it was super cheesy. And then, you know, I chuckled when the first suicide squad came out and I was like, wait a minute this all looks pretty familiar. This all looks like Guardians of the Galaxy. They're doing the same kind of music cues. They're doing the same kind of introductions. They're trying to do the same kind of humor. I was like, this looks this looks like my man stuff. I don't know. Did you copy his homework? And so, <laughs> um, you know, when they came out with the sequel and they actually went and got the real thing, I was like, well, well, well. Yeah. Let James Gunn in the door and what do we have? <laughs> and so now, you know, he, he, he talked, I don't know, one of the biggest wrestling stars in the world into doing a spinoff show that was incredibly successful. And so I'm like, yeah, maybe it's some hope for this James Gunn guy over there that you guys were making all your jokes about. And now he's the head of the whole damn division. Sorry for you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and like suicide squad, the first suicide squad tried to do it all without having any of the heart that, no, it's um, Guardians of the Galaxy hat where it was like, hey, look at us. We've got a really cool soundtrack, too. Like the first time Real Slim Shady played in um, Guardians, uh, not Guardians, in um, Suicide Squad. Uh, in Suicide Squad, I thought, is this what we're doing here? Like, yes, you guys it is trying what to we're pop? Doing. I was like, you're just trying to pop people with music that they recognize without like recognizing why it worked in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I and- hate that. And, and yeah, all of the Killer Croc stuff in that movie was trash. Shame on you. <laughs> Shame on you, Ayers. Shame yeah. on you. Um, but, no, I think it's great for them. I think that uh, I think that they're in a great direction. I think getting Henry Cavill back is, is a big move for them. 
because um, a lot of people have wanted a second Superman movie. So, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully they have success this time around. Yep. Uh, let's see. D'Lo says, uh, singing after today at work and had a kid singing with me. Worth it. Thanks, Will. Oh, mm-hmm. well. Uh, Isaiah's world says, interested if Will knows all of the WWE Hall of Famers. All of them? Oh. Uh, I mean, like, if you gave me a name and said, are they a Hall of Famer? Yes. I mean, I could answer that. But, like, listing all of them? Yeah, there's too many. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't. I'm not going to try, but I bet you if I did. <laughs> you really like, said thought about it, you probably Like, could. I could probably tell you the headliner for each year because I right. definitely have all that remembered. Um, let's see. Tom Brady says, I hear Ray versus Gunther humped. Oh, find out next week, but I've heard good things yeah. too. It's Gunther, um, man. Gunther's been, Gunther's been killing it, bro. Yeah. Our, our dear friend, uh, Cher Delaware, she was, uh, at the show last night, um, actually ended up staying in St. Louis. So, uh, it's by default is Gunther the best NXT 2.0 call up. I don't consider him NXT 2.0 though. He was there for such a I short mean, time. He's not. He's not Walter, so you can't consider him NXT UK. I mean, but it was like okay. a week. I mean, he. No, I'll say this. Other than the name, he's more Walter now, especially having fully Imperium back and all of that. Like, I feel like he's closer to the Walter of before than he was anything he was doing in NXT. Right. he's more nxt uk walter than he is yeah it's really I, just I, the name 2.0. and yeah. i'm just thinking anybody else that's come up from 2.0 now like i think legato looks great like their mm-hmm. entrance this week like they look they look really good they look I pretty think, swaggy i think you know, they're the, ready to push them but um in terms of anybody else from 2.0 it's pretty much just gunther at this point yeah definitely i mean they really haven't done many like straight up 2.0 call-ups like do you guys count la night yeah, n- yeah. No. Uh, no, no, he was yeah, he wasn't even. Remember, they did the teams last year, War Games, and he was on. He was on the black and gold team, yeah, which he wasn't really team. a black and gold. Right? He <laughs> wasn't a black and gold was, at all. But like, even Legato del Fantasma was be- there before 2.0. Like, they were obviously majority of the time was 2.0. But um, yeah. I don't know. As far as like an act that was introduced in NXT 2.0, they haven't really called any of those up yet. I mean, but then Sokoa. again, are any are any of them ready? Yeah, I guess Sakoa. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one. Solo that uh, i call solo solo's having so much success though i'd honestly call him like really the biggest success story out of 2.0 um and that he came in they were like nah get this guy with the bloodline immediately yeah. mm-hmm. and uh it's working for him yeah i don't he, think without sammy Zayn, it would be as it successful. wouldn't be the same without sammy no, Zayn. sammy sammy is single-handedly saving all of these uh bloodline segments Definitely. Um, yeah, I I died laughing at by the way that J, if Jay Osu going into his Bernie Mac from Don't Be a Menace, I hate you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate your skin. I, yeah, I hate yeah. your black skin. <laughs> I hate black pepper. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Whoopi Goldberg's lips. <laughs> I hate the back of Forrest Whitaker's neck. <laughs> and worst of all, I hate that black ass Wesley Snipes. <laughs> 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 I miss Bernie back, man. I miss Bernie back, what a man. Guy. Uh, I hate I, my gums because they black. <laughs> hate black keys on the piano. <laughs> Bernie. Bernie, uh, Bernie, 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 man. No, Bernie, I mean, those cameos in um, in those 90s movies were just so perfect because, again, he's in Don't Be a Menace for all of 
40 seconds, which, by the way, that's the second Don't Be a Menace reference on this show because I dropped one early, but, um, and now third. But uh, he was in that movie all of 30 seconds, and it's one of the best scenes in the movie, right? But you think about Friday as well. Friday, he's in that movie all of a minute. Mm-hmm. But again, people remember good. his part more, almost more than anyone else's part. And he was oh my in God. that him, him and Bashad. <laughs> and uh, what do you call Bashad? Get it? Get uh, out here, son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, did I ever tell you guys the story of how I saw Booty Call when I was like 10 in theaters? Um, mm-hmm. In that, I we had this movie theater that it was the dollar 50 theater that uh uh so they always had movies that were like out of theaters for um like after a couple months they exactly. got them at the dollar 50 theater and so like nobody who was staffed at the dollar 50 theater like cared about anything right yeah they don't so i remember i walked no. in and um i bought a ticket for something i don't even remember what it was but then i turned around and i saw booty call was just starting and i'm like I'm 10 years old. I'm like, I'm going to go see Booty Call. Mm -hmm. And uh, my brother and I, uh, we stuck in a Booty Call instead. And we got to see it. And I was so excited. I'm like, I'm watching Booty Call. This is an (laughs) R-rated movie. And I'm in the theater watching Booty Call. This is great. Because, like, look, I was... Booty um, Call. It's still one of my all-time favorite songs. But Can We by SWV, which was on the soundtrack to Mm -hmm. Booty Call. It's one of my all-time favorites. I'm a big SWV guy for people who don't know that. Mm -hmm. Um, Come on, man. One of of the best uh, Missy productions for them as well. Come on. Missy was killing it at that time, writing and Missy was going nuts. Me, Timbaland, and SWV. We hit you with the Mm -hmm. hee-hee-hee. But that... um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I... I, I don't know. So Booty Call like holds a special place in my heart for having that soundtrack and then i also got to see it as a 10 year old in theaters never saw an r-rated movie in theaters before that that was the wow. first one 10 years old what the hell was wrong with me yeah i'm but sure you didn't understand shot, they got it done <laughs> so. i'm sure you didn't understand a lot of the, a lot of the jokes or references in there mm-hmm. surprisingly yeah. i feel like i did mm-hmm. um Maybe. I don't know. I guess there's stuff I, I, in hindsight, I'm like... There's some stuff in there, yeah, in hindsight yeah, that you'd be like, whoa. That I, didn't, I guess I didn't quite get mm-hmm. why uh, Rashad needed the, uh, the Saran wrap. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't either, apparently. Yeah, no, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's why he wrapped his head. Mm-hmm. Um, great stuff. Uh Redmond says we're finally getting OC versus Suzuki next week in that All Atlantic uh, City Dream match. Also, did you see the House of Black vignettes on social media? Saw them all. Um, that is what I'm thinking they're going with, uh, where they did say that the winner of the All Atlantic Championship match on Wednesday's Dynamite will have a Dream match on Friday's Rampage. And thinking about the fact that we were supposed to get oh Joey people Jones. have been saying that for a minute like they still bring yeah, that graphic that's... up like every week to be like we were supposed to get this match orange cassidy yeah. and Menorah from uh spring break right yeah, right spring break right, 2020 right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, i had tickets to that and we still have never gotten to see that so mm-hmm. i think you know suzuki has still been working everywhere yep Everywhere he can, I can imagine that Orange Cassidy versus Suzuki is the match that they're planning on throwing out. I can't see what other dream match they have in mind for Orange Cassidy at 
uh, Rampage next week. Yeah, no, that's definitely the one. They're in New Jersey, too, I think, right at the boardwalk. Yeah, this is yeah. like, yeah, that's definitely yeah. going to be it. Speaking of Suzuki, uh, that clip online from the homie Victor, and he had Suzuki coming in, pointing out the wrestling club. I was like, mm. this is amazing. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, seeing these kids enjoy wrestling is one of the coolest things. And getting to learn so much about it. Like, I wish it's one of the most amazing stories yeah. that's happened this year for sure. I love it. We got to get Victor on the show. I, I talk Definitely. to Victor all the time, and like, yeah. I would love to have him on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Words from Will says, uh, Three Kings of Grapsity. How many musical wrestlers will Nakamura be teaming with in his career? Listen, I hate it. I hate that they don't know what to do with this man, and it's very apparent that they don't know what they do with this man. Uh, one minute they had him on NXT. They yep. were trying to push this boog stuff down our throat that I didn't like. Hated now, it. And that's not to say I don't like Hit Row, but just throwing him with Hit Row just for a reason to help them get a pop, it's like, uh, come on, man. Figure out something to do with Nakamura. And I saw people saying, but he got such a big pop. Yes, he got a big pop because fans want to cheer for nakamura fans have wanted to cheer for nakamura for four years yeah. give them a reason to <laughs> seriously we've uh, since day one since his debut with Sami Zayn, we've only wanted to cheer nakamura they tried really hard to get us to not cheer him with the aj style shit they tried to get him to be into foreign hill bullshit like they tried hard but we still were like nakamura 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 we want him so, yeah, the pop's going to happen regardless, but what's the follow-up? He still hasn't. Roman, remember Roman beat him up, and then it was never to be seen again? Still like. nothing to be seen from that. Uh, still one of my favorite WrestleMania, WrestleMania, one of my favorite Royal Rumble winners. Um, and, yeah, didn't really get a great follow-up to that as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Give, come on, Triple H. That's the, that's the one thing I'm waiting for you to do. Do something cool with Nakamura. Do something good with Nak. By the way, we haven't done enough to acknowledge Phil's X-Pac uh, costume because we I feel like we have not made no noise for Phil's uh, costume today. I feel like of of everything done on this show, Panda Head included, X-Pac is is number one. This is definitely excellent. Like show off the jersey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man, so. Yeah, let's go, um, baby. Oh, man. If, uh, again, out of all of the guys that have still looks cool out of all of this, is X-Pac. He's still the X-Pac. guy. Um, These youngsters and- don't know about wearing that jersey to eighth grade, and yeah, they don't know. Oh, that's exactly where like. I got in trouble for it. Yes, they don't know what life is like wearing that jersey to eighth grade and seeing teachers' faces being like, what the hell is that? So, Well, um, especially when she's like, DX, is that short for dicks? <laughs> 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 that's literally what happened, right? And I'm like, no, that's not what that means. I guess, oh, suck it, so dicks shit. is crazy. <laughs> oh, okay, I guess, the, uh, I guess the scissor me daddy ass shit, if there's any kids oh. that are taking that to school, that's pretty, that's yeah, pretty I mean, at this yeah, point. It, it looks, it, it feel, felt pretty relevant. Um, yeah, I mean, all of the all of the acclaimed stuff is it's essentially doing their version of the DX stuff. The football right. jerseys they're doing is basically this jersey. It's just them doing it with the acclaimed. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an inside joke to this that somebody called me and uh, was like, "Man, you got X Pac heat on Twitter," and that's what sparked this idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's really great. <laughs> uh, all right, 
bit. Uh, shout out to Rocky Romero, Speedball, Veda, Eddie, Murder Grandpa, Okada, and all the New Japan talent fans uh, that showed the Wrestling Club love on uh, New York City or in New York City this Thursday. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, that was dope. Look lit. Dope. The New Japan yeah. shows both look lit, super lit too. So, I'm Lalucha says, bro, Cheddar Biscuit slap. Happy birthday, Will. I'm telling you. Yeah, those are not fire. the Cheddar Biscuits, Granddad. Don't <laughs> feed her. <laughs> happy belated birthday to Sullivan Brown. Yes, happy belated birthday to Sullivan Brown. Even though, uh, I mean, watch this week's Quizzlemania. Uh, I did still come in second this week, but I'm glad that they do have the championship back in their control because I know that they want to do the episodes. They want to tape the live episode in UK. I ain't making that trek. So right. <laughs> that's so glad Tempest won. Um, and Tempest now gets to defend it in person. So good. Yeah. Tempest is great, man. Yeah. Love Tempest. Um, I mean, honestly, good on him for making the move across the world to be a part of uh, the Wrestle Talk team and, and do what he's doing. So uh, shout out Tempest. Yeah. Shout out to Tempest. I, I I did chuckle to myself because he was like, I've never seen Will Washington at a show, and I was like, I was sitting behind you, Tempest, at All Out, and Will Washington was there. Yeah. Um, let's see. Aaron Busby says, I love Bray, but the Uncle Howdy reveal is giving off goofy, spooky vibes. Still gonna let it play out. Also, the Goofy Movie episode of Atlanta was a classic. Classic. Um, yeah, you've got to watch. It. I feel like the last three episodes of Atlanta have been really, really good. Uh, but no, I'm I'm giving the Uncle Howdy stuff a minute. I don't want to down on it already, but it did look a little bit like uh, something we would see out of uh, a Baz Luhrmann movie with like some um, Savini uh, prosthetics. Or like um, Busby said on Twitter, Zeke the Plumber from fucking <laughs> Salute Your Oh Shorts. my god, I didn't look. I didn't see that tweet, but my god, that is a very wow. good comparison. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like wow. Busby did this. He's trying oh, to comment shit. on that. He ain't gonna talk about his little tweet that he put out about that. That was very good. Mm-hmm. I uh, didn't even think about that. I, yo, mm-hmm. look, I'm just saying though, from a logical standpoint, I can't help but watch these Bray segments. This is the second one now, and think, why don't this man come out earlier in the show? Because like this is the second time he got cut off in the middle of his promo, <laughs> and it ain't like. I'm like, like bro, I know put the, me on I know first, the story. So they don't cut me off. <laughs> I know the story that's supposed to be told is that he's in the middle of it, but um, his demons are are interrupting him. Uncle Howdy is cutting him off, right? But, like, I'm looking up, and I'm like, it's 8.58 right now. He don't have any time to finish this promo. Like, no, even he, in the logic of the show, Fox is going to cut him off. Right. If Uncle Howdy don't do it. So. And they always go out early on SmackDown, so it never works. I'm like, bro, you need to come out earlier than this. This ain't gonna work no, out for you. He's gonna he's gonna get cut off by the Fox Fox News out here in Chicago. <laughs> um, but I I think it says a lot that he came straight back and they're using him in the main event segments. That just shows how popular he is at the moment. Um, right. They I don't know if that report is true that he's jumped up to number one merch seller, which is crazy. That he's, makes I mean. That wouldn't surprise me. I can't see, like, uh, on a, like, that's a really impressive stat on its own. You do have to take a step back and go, I mean, who's going to beat him? Like, Roman, I guess, but for the most part, um, Roman's not, like, around enough 
to be dropping merch like that. Uh, so then at that point, who else is going to beat him? Yeah. Uh, like, but I mean, like the, the hardest thing is that the last couple of years, um, like the top merch sellers have been like Roman and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like that's uh, really when you look up and down the roster, they don't really have people who are moving merch like no that. No one so. in the WWE has an iconic shirt like that. Like no one has iconic shirts like the NWO and Austin 316. I think that also plays a big role because what's yeah, an iconic sh- shirt that's came out in the last 10 years? Um, I would say the man shirt. Uh, I would say yeah, that's just a, they're just doing a. A fucking tribute to the other shit. Yeah, well, no, it's, but it, it, it's still. I feel like it's. It, it still not, was a significant moment for Becky. It was, I think yeah, that was, was one of her best merches. Um, I think the the Seth freaking Rollins shirt is probably mm-hmm. up there. You know, maybe, uh, maybe thinking about it, the Nakamura shirt, that red one. I see that shirt so the Nakamura that shirt strong up style there, uh, King one. I see that shirt so often still. Um, well, you know the the funny thing is though, I think Reg is right though that. When the last WWE event I went to, which was back in February, February, yeah, uh, the I saw a ton of NWO shirts. Right, I saw a ton of Austin shirts. They were mm-hmm. even advertising on the Tron. They mm-hmm. were like, uh, "Go get your Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt in the lobby right now." Dude, and- at the one I went to in San Jose, they had a Stone Cold San Jose crossover shirt it was stone cold though like that they used for the crossover shark shirt yeah. i'm like they have current superstars here also but you know yeah. that austin 316 shit is and this oh. wasn't a shirt you went this wasn't a show you went to back in like when austin was back uh, yeah no. back in april no this is no. a show you went to like a month ago right no, <laughs> so. remember when we were at royal rumble and they had advertisement on everything for go buy this this austin 360 shirt right now and it's like okay but you guys have, have wrestlers that i know are I there look and then Austin ended up back a few months later. Yeah, yeah. Austin's like, let me so. get my back. <laughs> I know, but he Austin is still one of their top merch sellers. So like, people mm-hmm. still want to walk around in Austin three sixteen shirts. They do. Uh, which every time I think about Austin three sixteen, I think about the most failed shoot promo of all time, which was Jeff Jarrett when he came back in ninety seven, came back yeah. to WWF and was like uh, trying to cut a promo on the blasphemy of Stone Cold Steve Austin and talking about. Uh, why he's back in the World Wrestling Federation. And he's like, and you're walking around with Austin 316 and a Bible verse, and people are buying these these uh, these T-shirts and bringing these signs. And you can even hear Vince on commentary goes, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Not all right. <laughs> all like, right. All wrap, right. Wrap it up, Jeff. Wrap it up. <laughs> all right. We're, we're done here. We're putting out a million of these shirts a week, bro. Like, wrap it up. Take it yeah. to Man. the Every time I think of Jared and Austin, I think of that that segment of him sliding in and, and giving him the stunner and then hitting the, the strut after it. Still funny to me. Every time I see it, amazing. Uh, Austin in that time. Austin in that time period is is so weird because like in ninety eight ninety nine, Austin was arguably at his most popular, mm-hmm. but he was also like wrestling the least uh, right. in his career because like he was still mostly injured from the 97 injury with Owen, but he's also like the most popular guy. So like it was Austin's going to have these main event matches, but for the most part, if you catch Austin wrestling on raw, it's going to be a quick squash of like Billy Gunn. Um, He's not really going to do much else or a Uh, tag match or something or a tag match or something along those lines, which is why I still feel to this day, my favorite Austin run is his 2000 return because when he came back 
mm-hmm. in two. Th- so I feel like two thousand for when he came back September of two thousand till he turned heel at WrestleMania. I think that run is his best run for me, for two reasons. One, Vince wasn't his main foil at that point. Right. Vince was barely on the show at that stage. He was like tied up with Shane and Trish and all of that. So like Vince had his other thing going on. So Austin was able <laughs> tied up with Shane and Trish. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was the match, right? WrestleMania seventeen. He had that mm-hmm. match, right? And so it allowed Austin as a stone as the Stone Cold character. Like, go back and watch some of that stuff on the network, like uh, or on Peacock. But it allowed Austin to explore getting to feud with other top heels without the heel having to be Vince's lackey of the week Mm -hmm. like uh or flavor of the month right it was austin is having matches with benoit austin is having Mm -hmm. matches with eddie guerrero austin had matches with kurt angle he's having match he has the biggest feud with uh, arguably of hunter's career with Mm -hmm. hunter and like vince is barely a factor in that feud vince is basically just like the guy having the contract signings but nobody's doing vince's bidding here Mm -hmm. it was literally austin as a babyface getting to do other things it was pretty hot too after the wrestlemania shit died down with vince and he Mm -hmm. just kind of got back onto that where he was having these great matches with all these people but the vince shit was muddying up his career for a while yeah well that's the thing is they didn't have an out like vince russo didn't have anything else it was uh he was like, well, Vincent Austin has made us the most money. Mm-hmm. And it was the biggest feud at that time. But then, like, it, when that feud started in 97, and you're looking up in 99, and you're like, we're still doing Vince versus Austin. We don't have. The whole Royal Rumble was just about their feud in 99. It's like, we've been doing this for so long, you guys. Yeah, we've been Come do- on. Yeah, give us, like, anything else. And so it was nice when Austin returned in 2000. To just have him, he and the thing is, and he was able to wrestle full time again and wrestle mm-hmm. like his old self again. So it was like we were seeing in ring, almost like stunning Steve Austin in ring, but right. being a Stone Cold character, but not having Vince be his main foil. That's a really great run to me. I love that run, uh, and because they knew he was going to be winning the title at WrestleMania that year. He mostly stayed out of the title picture. So it was like Austin getting to kind of coast in like he's a main eventer, but he's not toiling with the championship. That's great stuff. I thought that it's a great run. Go back and watch it. He was wrestling every week. Every mm-hmm. week the guy was having matches. And he's like I said, he's wrestling Chris Benoit. He's wrestling Eddie Guerrero. He's wrestling Kurt Angle. Um, it's It was just a good run. I love it. Mm-hmm. William Regal. He's feuding with Regal on yeah. TV. Um, I love it. I, I've been sitting here chuckling to myself the whole time because I saw a clip of Sam Roberts this week uh, talking about MJF. And MJF is a leather guy that's gotten hot and hasn't had to wrestle as much. Mm-hmm. And he made this very weird, weird reference to Austin because he was saying, yeah, when people are comparing him to this wrestler, I think he's I think he's AW's Austin. He's a Jewish rattlesnake. I was like, Jewish rattlesnake sounds wild. <laughs> <laughs> what? A Jewish rattlesnake. Yeah. I mean, and that's tough too because, like, I don't think anybody's group, Austin. Yeah, yeah, and no nobody's Austin. Austin, but also no like, never will be either. I, I feel like that also does really take away from what Austin was able to do because, like, Austin was wrestling every week until his body couldn't. That yeah. wasn't like 
by design. It wasn't like a Brock Lesnar thing where we're like, well, we're only going to use him here, here, and here. It was that, look, Austin can only give us so much right now because Austin had His a neck, neck is issue. broken. His <laughs> neck is broken, and he was never fully able to take care of it until the end of 99. So he spent two years after that neck injury basically having to be the guy carrying the company, but also like, I can't give you everything, but I can give mm-hmm. you as much as I can. And so he had big matches, but then like in severe pain afterwards. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think the closest in AEW to Austin is Mox, but even Mox Definitely. doesn't quite fit the energy that mm-hmm. Austin had at his peak. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's yeah. the closest in terms of like the cool factor and just like what his entrance does. Um, what he represents, how everything yeah. about him pretty much. Yeah. I think just gonna, is entirely unique. So that's, yeah, yeah exactly. I, was, I was just going to say for Mox is kind of like what Austin was for WWE then mm-hmm. for AEW. Cause he's, he's like the guy he's the, he's got a face of the company at this point. Exactly. Um, got a couple more I want to read and then I want to get into some other topics, but zero prime says just say AEW needs uh Kiona and Mesa Ruga before taken. Um, I mean, uh, I'm glad to see Mesa Ruga back. Uh, I was. I think very he happy meant with Taven. That. Is that what you meant, Zero? No, I think he said. I think he meant like before they're taken by like WWE or something. I mean, if you say Taven, I mean Taven signed already, so it it is what it is. Yeah, I read that as uh, he. Oh, he's AEW saying that like should have signed, signed them before, before Taven. Yeah. Matt Taven got you. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I I agree that somebody should pick up Jungle Kiona. Like, why is she still a free agent? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I'm not going to hate on Taven. I think Taven is going to be fine. Uh, Christopher says, uh, hey, never seen Stardom. Uh, how get into watch it? Uh, what you recommend me? Uh, what rec- What you recommend match me watch? Um, I got what you're getting at there. Yeah. Uh, that's the Philip Lindsay answer here. Yes. Um, uh, Stardom World. It is very inexpensive. You can, I think it's only like eight bucks and some change. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, and it's basically a la carte. You could just go and pick matches you want to watch. If you're a Kyrie fan, um, there's so much stuff that you can watch from Kyrie. Um, if you wonder like what was EO doing before she came to, to WWE and what really put her on the map, there's so many starter matches you can look up. Um, go watch EO versus Mako Satomara. Like none of those matches are, are a miss. Um, if you want more recent stuff, you can look at like Tam Nakano, uh, versus Julia, their feud has been amazing. Uh, yeah, uh, that there's no real way to go wrong. Like I feel like once you get started, well, you could just go and look at what's hot at the moment. And I mean, they have a lot of free matches on on YouTube as well. If you don't want to just sign up for Stardom World, yeah, I will say Joshi wrestling is really easy to get into if you are into wrestling. That is about the spirit of competition. I know mm. if you're like a, uh, I need soap opera drama um, in my pro wrestling, a um, little bit harder to get into, but if you're into right. like spirit of competition type wrestling. Um, that That is a no, Anton. Asuka never wrestled for stardom. Mm. Um, Kana had her own promotion at one point. Um, she had like a bunch of indie stuff she did. She was really like a freelancer, right. um, but she wasn't with stardom, no. Yeah, like Hikaru Shida. Um, but... The... Yeah, there's that uh, classic uh, video that everybody throws out of of Kana and uh, Hikaru Shida. And I think Shuri is the third woman in that video that is dancing on stage. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Jester Designs said, my question is, why isn't Rosa head of a face faction of Mission Pro Women? Uh, Thunder and the Renegade Twins versus Brit Hater and uh, Reba slash Rebel. Could be Not funny. a bad idea. I think that's um, a cool as idea. As far as them working together. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wouldn't necessarily run it as a Mission Pro thing because I think Mission Pro is very unknown to fans. Uh, but um, definitely just people she's close to wouldn't be that bad. Uh, Shame Monster says, Stardom needs to enter the door soon. Uh, Stardom <laughs> talent uh, have even liked my limited reach tweets about potential matches like Kyrie versus Jade and Mayu versus Hater. Yeah, I think that's happening at some point. If we get another Forbidden Door next year, I I can't see them not doing something with Stardom. Um, especially that was even once... how they tried to acknowledge... Um, J- Tony Storm's uh, presence at Forbidden Door was her history. Yeah, I mean, that's what to- Tony said that they were they were considering it. Um, you know, it just was a timing issue because Stardom had a pay per view that same weekend. Um, but I think it'll be possible this year, especially with the IWGP Women's Championship. Um, I think it's very possible that we could see that title defended at Forbidden Door next year. Yep. Uh, music and Moonsault says, Taven coming out to the Something For You slash Suffer mashup. I see so, uh, here the agenda. Uh, but I told you guys uh, that was... <laughs> um, yeah, back, man. Yeah. Now, granted, uh, I, that wasn't anything I knew. That was just no. a, an idea of... Yeah. Uh, but once I heard it, I heard Something For You on AEW television, and I thought... I was like, it's lit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's do it. Um, let's see. Dante V says, Bernie Mac getting off the train and head of state and just slapping everyone who bothers him. Classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just thinking about him now, slapping people. Like, in the movie with Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anime Otaku says, bring back Mixed Match Challenge and let Shin and Asuka kick all the heads in. Those two as goofballs will murder people in ring. Uh, that will murder people in ring would be awesome. I don't want to see any of the, uh, either of them doing like goofy stuff anymore. I'm going to be honest. Um, I think, uh, you know, I posted a clip a couple of days ago, or it was almost two weeks ago, of um, the Judas being used as the theme for NXT TakeOver mm-hmm. Chicago. And uh, everybody in the comments was like, damn, I miss this Asuka. Asuka, who was just, uh, who was on this tear. And I'm hoping that Hunter having her off of TV for a little while is like he has the ability to just bring her back and let's start over with Asuka as just somebody who fucking murders people and, and wins. Who is Asuka? You know, I know I know there's a lot of people who like her in the kind of like R-Truthy type role where they're like, look at her. She's so funny. She's a national treasure. Ha, ha, ha. But like, damn, she has so much more to offer than that. And uh, I want to see her doing more of that. Yeah, I think she's funny. I mean, look, I I love Kind of Chan TV. Um, and I think she's great on there. She has great personality. But I think that she's so good as a wrestler that I think it does a disservice to her to just try and make her into this joke character. And I still, to this day, don't think she's had a defining win on the main roster. Um, Mm -mm. And I know people go, but I know people be like, "But she won the Royal Rumble. She did this." I'm like, "No, but they've always been attached to somebody else's storyline. It's never been her own story. It's never been her own win." Um, And I think she's still owed that. 
I fully agree. She won the Royal Rumble, and then Ronda Rousey came out and made her debut. She won the SmackDown Women's title at the end of that year because Ronda Rousey shoved Becky Lynch and Charlotte off the top of the ladder. It was not a defining win. She she uh, won she won the Raw Women's Championship because Becky had to go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um. I mean, even even the stuff with uh, her winning at SummerSlam and doing double duty that night, um, that was really in service of building towards Sasha and Bailey's breakup. I mean, that was a great performance for Oscar, but more people are were into the storyline was Becky. I mean, not Becky, but Bailey and Sasha that year than anything that Oscar had done. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's a really good point. Uh, Yozora Hart says, um, or Yozora, excuse me. Uh, says, following the conversation, do you guys feel AEW has had an iconic shirt design yet in its first three years? Mm. Um, Scissor Me Daddy Ass, I think, is the one. Uh, besides that, not Not really. anything. That, I feel like I see more AEW shirts of the logo of the company than I see of the wrestlers. Like, when I go to shows, it's like more people are just buying the AEW shirt than, like, a specific wrestler. Yeah, which is cool for them, but you know, I don't think, yeah, I don't think there's like an iconic, like that's the one that everybody's buying yet. I mean, it's hard to make merch, man. Merch is crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think there's iconic merch out here. I think that the the punk shirt did very well. I think that, uh, I think that some of the initial, uh, elite merch did very well. Mm -hmm. Well, Young Bucks, yeah, I, I forget that they exist, and anytime that they put out shit that it's lit, the elite shirt, the the one with the logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's probably the one. Yeah, I think um, I, I think all of the all of uh Blackpool Combat Club's merch has been tremendous as well. Mm-hmm. Hey, I gotta think about something actually here. Something just showed up at my house, and I just realized it was probably a birthday present. Um speaking uh I'm just going through all of my orders and I just realized like so the Hikaru Shida Halloween shirt just showed up at my house. And, you know, knowing me, a Shida fan, that's probably something I just, like, ordered and forgot about. But mm-hmm. as I'm going through my orders, I never ordered that. Who bought me that? Thank you, um, whoever did. I can, cool. break that, I can break that news on this podcast. Uh, that is a gift from Denise Salcedo. Oh, oh there you go. There yeah. Uh, how do I know that? Because I I very sneakily was like, hey, Will, do you have this shirt? And you were like, no. And I was like, okay. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Thank you. That's amazing. <laughs> like I said, the funny thing is, when I buy stuff, I'm like, I, I, that's a shirt I would have just bought. Mm-hmm. But um, thank you. Okay. So all of it. Look, okay. I know I give Denise shit all the time because it's fun. But yes, um, she definitely bought me four gifts for my birthday, and uh, she's a really thoughtful person, incredibly thoughtful, and uh, I appreciate her more than um, most people would realize. But she has, uh, she's a really, really great friend, and I appreciate that. Shout out to Denise, thanks for having us on the show. If you you guys haven't seen the show, we look very ridiculous in almost what we're wearing here. With Denise, Promo Wars, check it out on Denise's YouTube channel. Penelope Ford. Um, So, (laughs) (laughs) uh, let's see. Uh, Chicken Lil Curry says, uh, this can can wait 
for when you guys get to the topic. I'm hyped for Lee Moriarty's match with Mox. We can talk about it now. Yeah. Uh, super excited for that. Super mm-hmm. excited. All right. Moxley and Lee Moriarty. Seeing Lee Moriarty's year, uh, how things have progressed for him this last year. And again, I always tell people when it comes to signees because somebody gets signed and then um, within a couple weeks, people are like, oh, what happened to this signee? Right. And I, I said uh, I said this when Swerve signed and um, uh, we had actually had Jeff on the podcast that week and uh, I had said, patience. Patience when it comes to signees, especially because Swerve was very aware of that, of like, look, I signed in a time where there's um, – 10, 15 people ahead of me already. And so, like, nobody is signing with the expectation that they're going to cut the line in front of the guys who are already there. Now they're going to try and make their impression, and hopefully that gets enough attention to move them into that spot. But for the most part, most of you guys expect that my time is going to come when I'm given these opportunities. Lee Moriarty, I think, continues to make the best of the opportunities he gets. Um, I thought Lee Moriarty actually kind of... uh, outshined Jonathan Gresham a little bit um, in their match. I thought Lee Moriarty came out of that looking like a guy. Like, between the two who were supposed to be making impressions on the fans, I thought if you were seeing both for the first time, I feel like fans may have walked away from that like, actually, Lee Moriarty's really impressive. Mm -hmm. Um, He... I'm ready to see what he does on this stage as a heel. That's the thing I'm most excited for, is what what is he going to do you know, he's he has such a likable, value, valiant presence. He does. But what is he going to do with the guy in the company as a heel in this role? Curious. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like the I like the changes he's made to his look. I like the I like the uh, Frank Ocean <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> green hair. Um I'm I'm excited. I think um him getting a match with Punk and then getting a match with Mox uh it's it's good for him. I think uh, the the second they're ready to push him in this feud with uh, Garcia, whenever that happens, and uh, we're getting like great pure matches out of the two of those guys, um, I think that's gonna further push him into the stratosphere. But um, I don't know. It's been it's been uh, one of those you gotta be patient things. Uh, but I'm glad he's getting a big TV match. Oh, my God. I can be more excited to see something happen. This rampage went crazy. All my Negroes are shining. You guys know how I feel about Lee Moriarty. I came on this show a million times and said how much I love this guy. Been a fan of him for a long time. I knew if he giving the opportunity that he was going to knock it out of the park. I like exactly what he's doing now. He's playing a annoying little, you know, annoying person that you just like, I hate this guy. I want to see him get punched in the mouth, but then you're going to see him in the ring and he's going to turn it around and he's going to do a bunch of things that are going to impress the crowd and being able to work with Mox. Mox can get emotions. He could get different things out of these wrestlers that a lot of wrestlers just can't get. When you're in a match with Mox, you're going to be in a fight. You're going to be in some emotional filled roller coaster. And so it's going to be a really great moment for Lee and for Stokely to be there. I mean, like, just keep putting my pieces together. Like, just send me my check because I already booked all this. I did this. I did this. Why is this just happening? Why haven't I got my check yet? But no, it's, it's a, it's really awesome to see everything that's going on. I'm super stoked about the match happening. Moxley has been on a run. Him defending, not even defending, him wrestling on every show. <laughs> They're yeah, like, there's a show. Here's Mox. Yeah. Awesome. I just, I, you He's know, the man. 
You know what uh, really gets me though? Um, Lee Moriarty this year, twenty twenty two, has gotten to have dynamite matches with CM Punk earlier this year. He faced Brian Danielson earlier this year, and he got the and now he's going to face John Moxley earlier it's this year. Crazy. All these have been dynamite matches. Like really happy for Lee Moriarty. Just he's twenty seven. Like this isn't a guy yeah. who. Um, it has a whole lot of, I mean, he's got a whole lot ahead of him and to get those opportunities this year. And um, I pulled up the Brian match. That match went 12 minutes, so it's not like these are short affairs, mm-hmm. right? Like CM Punk, uh, the match with Punk, how long did Loved that Loved that go? match. Loved uh, it too. Yeah. Um, match with Punk, they gave him 10 minutes uh, with Punk. It's that really was- a testament to these, uh, to these wrestlers because guys like Brian, guys like Punk, they Punk came was last in. year, by the way. Sorry, yeah, that yeah. was late last year. It was That's what I was about to ask. But I think that was last year. Yeah, that yeah. But Dece- ju- it was December, though. But it just was, in uh, general, they came in saying, like, I want to face the young guys. I want to be like, they would specifically be like, I want to face Lee Moriarty. I want to face Daniel Garcia. I want to face Hobbs. And all these matches happened. And they actually did what they could do to help these young guys. And these young guys have ascended based off of that. Brian Danielson helped Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia has a bigger name. Lee Moriarty's bit was in there with Punk. Hobbs was in there with Punk. Like he was wrestling guys. I remember when he when Punk and Lee Moriarty Lee Moriarty match happened. Fans are online like, who the fuck is Lee Moriarty? Why is he getting a CM Punk match? Why is he in there? Why is this? And like you know what it's going to lead to, and it's leading to moments like this. Now we know who Lee Moriarty is. I also loved how they. Stokely was like, here's a video package because you guys are always complaining about video package. I'm going to show you exactly <laughs> yeah, what Lee Moriarty does. He that was great. So, and, then you, and then they cut to Lee on the stage. Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> I loved it. And yeah, he's just great. shadow boxing. I loved it. It was amazing. <laughs> it was uh, great stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, look, the Mox match has been kind of the, the seal of approval for all yeah. three of those guys to sign around the same time. And right. those are guys that are all guys that, Brian has been like, hey, I wanted those guys over here with us. Yep. And so, um, yeah, I think the fact that they've all been kind of in that same kind of storyline around Blackpool Combat Club is mm. very interesting. I mean, because, I mean, all of the all the stuff they're doing with Yuta right now is great. Yeah. Um, I think it's helping to give Yuta personality. I think all of the Garcia stuff has been great. So, yeah, Moriarty's the next guy. You've got to help to push this guy forward now too yeah i love that little segment that they did be after the match with yuda and brian danielson and brian Danielson yeah, was, was like hey good. don't be talking to me like this bro i'll fuck you up back here yeah loved it i, I love mean, what they're doing yuda, with yuda, everything yuda surrounding the points he did have no, a point he didn't make a couple points though i'm not mad at i him. mean are, are we going with because like full gear is coming up here are they going with brian versus yuda like i didn't like think that's where they, they were they heading to huh interesting um yeah, I, but I like the way that they string strung those those segments together. Um, they set up the, them having the meeting, and so that by the end of the show, when they were locked in that locker room, it was because they told us they were going to have the meeting earlier in the night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And man, all of the all of the firm stuff that they did with Max was great. I don't believe you, Max. I do I mean, not believe you. I I do not buy any of this face I turn think stuff. Tapping. I, I don't buy it, man. And I saw you somebody. Think this is Survivor Series '98. Exactly. No, no, I'm not buying it, man. I'm All still us... going with. I think I I've been even convinced more that Regal's going to make the switch and Regal's going to be with Max as Max wins the world championship. I um, think that's where the story's leading. 
That'd be very interesting because they're doing the Yuta stuff at the same time. Right. And oh, I Fightful think Select would... dropped the, the three people I was talking about, by the way. So uh, mm. you yeah. can now go to Fightful Select. Uh, I will give it 10 minutes before we actually say who it is. Because <laughs> can I guess? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yo, so the, the Regal stuff is interesting because if Regal does side with MJF, I could see Yuta leaving with him. Yeah. Me too, because they Matt they set it up with the promo that Max and uh, Yuta did, and Yuta's been having a little bit extra aggression, a little bit of chip on his shoulder. They're doing some great stuff out here, you guys. I'm really into it. Oh, and I'm glad I didn't say all three because Sean only dropped one of them. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blowing so, up the spot. Yeah. All right. There's there's more um, happening though. But anyway, uh, I do want to talk about the Larry the dog story. Um, <laughs> Because this was a big deal. Shout out Nick Hausman, who, um, of course, has been very present when it comes to uh, wrestling media altogether. Nick Hausman, of course. Um, pretty much, if there's a wrestling event going on, he has been there. He hasn't missed any of the media scrums. I've missed one this year. Um, and But I went and watched it. Nick Hausman's there. Uh, and that one I missed, by the way, was Death Before Dishonor. Uh, but other than that, um, yeah, and if I remember correctly, isn't Death Before Dishonor where Nick asks the Colt Cabana question? Hmm. I think it is. I think it was. Interesting. Uh, so, either way, Nick has been on it this year. Um, Nick, though, after... Uh, so, it was actually on CM Punk's birthday. How do I know this? Because I share a birthday with CM Punk. Um, although, I could have sworn he was 10 years older than me, but all of a sudden, Wikipedia says he's 9 years older than me. Yeah. And I think that's interesting. But also, Wikipedia has Swerve's birthday wrong. And by that, I mean the year is incorrect. Uh, but that's never been changed. He even said on his podcast, uh, when he was talking with Britt Baker, he even said, uh, yeah, I'm 33 years old. And he was just going on and on. And I'm like, Wikipedia does not have you at 33 years mm -hmm. old. Uh, but that is an accurate statement when he says that. Um I mean, I but, would think he would know what his birthday is. At yeah. Minimum. So <laughs> I, I think it's interesting that they have his, his year wrong. I'm sure somebody will immediately go fix that with mm -hmm. me saying that on this podcast now. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, CM Punk on his birthday, he was uh, he his camp reached out to Nick Hausman, the very Nick Hausman, who uh, was the initial journalist addressed <laughs> at the it. beginning of the 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 whole brawl out yeah situation that started it started really when he addressed nick hausman and talked about uh nick hausman doing improv all of that regardless nick dropped a story um in which cm punk's camp gave their side of the story uh they felt it was time for them to speak since obviously the elite is back they were yeah. backstage at Dynamite. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been hearing rumblings all day about it. Uh, I texted you guys. I was like, mm -hmm. uh, I think they're here. <laughs> uh, but um, because everybody was hearing it, then it was confirmed that at the very least, Don Callis was backstage. So right. there's something happening. If they drop a BTE this week, because you know that there's no way they were backstage this week without doing something, um, then we know that. Things are starting to build up. But regardless, on a day where there's a video package dropped for the Elite, um, CM Punk's camp decides to make sure some things are known. 
And one of the things that they let the world know was that uh, Larry, CM Punk's dog, was injured. I was just talking with Stephanie Chase on Day After Dynamite about this. Could you have imagined, for those who weren't in the building at All Out, I'm going to paint a picture for you. But at All Out, before the show got started, Larry got out. Right? That was like a big thing. Crowd was like cheering because Larry got out backstage and then the young homie aj awesome asked tony about it at the scrum too larry ran around the arena and all of that and then cm punk had to basically come out a little bit early and he got himself a pop in front of the crowd before the show had started because he had to come grab larry really quick Mm -hmm. and then he kind of waves to the audience crowd is like yeah larry who would have guessed that by the end of the night larry would have become a big part of the story after we saw that, right? Like, it was a cute mm-hmm. little story of, man, Larry's backstage. How cute is this? So the story, of course, is that during the brawl, pretty much before it all started, um, Larry was hurt by the door swinging open, and CM Punk's camp says that Larry had to have uh, two teeth removed uh, after that incident. As I said, Oh, they were day, removed? I thought they were just loose. They said the teeth were knocked loose. I thought they said that they were knocked loose in the incident, and then at an appointment later, the teeth had to be removed or something along those lines. I thought that's mm-hmm. what it was. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong. Um, maybe I'm misremembering. But either way, uh, Larry had teeth knocked loose in the incident. Um, so first thing I want to preface, because I'm not having that conversation. Said the Sunday after Dynamite. No one is implying animal cruelty took place intentionally no No. one has implied not even cm punk's camp has implied because i saw people going well if they harm that dog they need to be fired nobody is implying that somebody intentionally harmed the dog as a matter of fact all the stories so far have been basically a case of who was looking after the dog and who rescued the dog right um but as far as this is concerned nobody intentionally harmed an animal in this case so I don't even yeah. want to have that conversation. That, that is silly. Um, and I don't think anybody should necessarily be, uh, other than maybe paying the doctor bill, nobody needs to be held to account on that. Right. In my, yeah. in, in seems, my view. I agree. Seems like it was an accident. Uh, yeah, that's, it, no matter what, it seems like an accident. And um, Yeah, if, uh, if it happened, it seems like it was an accident. Um, and that seems to be what everybody's implied. I feel like punks can't be even implied, like, you know, yeah. you hit my dog. No, he wasn't saying you intentionally hit my dog, but hey, you still deserve yeah, a receipt for I, that. I, I I think it's funny that uh, dogs are such a big thing in American culture. It's like, man, people will get upset about dogs. I mean, that is the whole driving factor of j- the first John Wick movie. They murdered the dog, and that was it. That was the thing that got him out of retirement. Um, and I so when I think about that, that's like, you know, Thinking about his dog getting hit and then Punk just slicking his hair back like, nah, it's go time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not Larry. Not Larry. Like, um, it was fine before y'all came in, but then y'all touched my dog. Now it's really on. So no, I don't know what happened. Of course, we're still in the dark about some things with this uh, because we have two drastically different takes on what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we have eyewitnesses on one side that corroborate some of the other side story, uh, but it's still... In the dark. Um, one of the things that I thought was very weird from that report is uh, with the hangman stuff, uh, 
he says that uh, he was afraid that it was going to break down into a shoot in the match. And then I saw people take that to go, oh, man, typical punk. He's talking all this <laughs> shit, and he's afraid of a fight. No, that's not what that meant. Um, yeah. and, and Meltzer kind of said the same thing, and I'm glad he read it the same way because I was like, no, look, when you're wrestling, um, I'm not a wrestler, of course, but from what I understand, when you're a wrestler, you're putting your life in somebody else's hands. You're trusting right. them to do what they say they're going to do when you get in a ring. Mm-hmm. And if I feel like I can't trust you in a promo, if you're going to go out on TV and say something without telling me, then, yeah, I have reason to question, are you going to do everything you say in a match? Now, of course, that's, that sounds crazy in response to Hangman because he has no history of doing that. Yeah, he wouldn't. But, but we're talking about Punk, who was clearly paranoid at this point. Right. Um, and... You know, at, for his in his thinking, I have reason to not trust this guy because he went out there and shot on me in a in a in a uh, in a promo. So right. I didn't think I thought that part was weird that people were taking that to. Oh man, he was scared of a fight. No, that's not what I took that to mean. I think he was uncomfortable with the situation, um, and he's clearly got trust issues backstage with people following everything. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of the Larry part. I don't know what to make of uh, all of this stuff dropping. But Meltzer did kind of say what I thought when I first saw the report. I was like, okay, the investigation must be over because um, I don't think everybody's put, talking now. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't think he would have put that out after the investigation. I saw a lot of people saying, well, why wasn't this in the findings for the investigation? And I was like, um, because it feels like he's trying to put that information out there now. And I feel like you're going to learn more about the elite side. They might not come out and say it themselves, but I feel like more stuff is going to come out now that the investigation is over. Um, That was definitely my takeaway from all of this, especially with the promo being on the air and everything. I mean, it kind of did it. Meltzer's thing. Meltzer kind of gave up a lot of what. Yeah. Meltzer gave up a lot. Um, Fightful Select had the first drop on, Chris Jericho's involvement, which is kind of the first we had heard about that, where mm-hmm. um, that Jericho, and it's interesting too because Jericho. Um, <laughs> if people might recall during the scrum, I certainly do. I was sitting oh, yeah. right there yeah. that during the scrum, Chris Jericho had come out. Like Jer- Jericho was uh, the the word is that the elite were supposed to come speak about their trios championship win. We didn't get the elite, and then we got Jericho instead. Um, Jericho is probably going to come later because uh, he never misses these. He loves this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jericho says, uh, whispers to Tony uh, as he's getting up, "Hey, we got a thing backstage. Mm, some shit uh, went down. Uh, yeah, some shit. Yeah, what was it? Was it yeah, he said, yeah, he said some shit went down. Right? And so, um, forgot and about Tony's that. in scrum mode, so he's not. It's not really connecting in his brain. He's just like, "All right, I'll talk to you later." But he doesn't really <laughs> understand the magnitude of what just had the whole course of his company just changed backstage. Yeah. Uh, some shit went down. Is is quite the way to put that too. <laughs> but Jericho. Uh, so the story was that Jericho had told CM Punk that he was a cancer to the locker room, and that. Um, uh, he basically Which told I, me we don't I, I was like, here. wait, does he have the wrong Chicago feel? Like, no, my birthday's in June. It's cool <laughs> that you know my birthday, even though you have me blocked, but no, 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 no. I'm a cancer. <laughs> uh, um, and that Meltzer got a lot of 
uh, quotes in the latest Observer. A lot of I it. Who like he got those from? I know a lot of it sounds like it's from Jericho. <laughs> I don't know who it's from, but a lot right, of it who, does sound. Who would paint this great picture of Jericho like this and make him look like this defiant hero for the locker room that stood up to CM Punk? Other than I don't know, Chris Jericho. <laughs> now. Fightful put in the report that we reached out to Chris Jericho for comment and did not get it. So um, for the yeah. Fightful report that came out before the, the Observer one on, was not from Chris Jericho. Um, and it is specified in the report. But as far as uh, Jericho is concerned, it, it is all really interesting. Uh, the information that Meltzer got, um, if you read that Observer, it's a really, really detailed report um, he talked to multiple people some of the people he talked to are corroborating that kenny did grab the dog and um and hand her to or hand him over to mega um in all of the incidents so at least when fightful reported back uh in september that uh, when they heard from the elite side of the story that kenny had gone after the dog that at least seems to be corroborated by somebody else um not in that story <laughs> I just um, like think of people thinking that Kenny was like going to beat up Larry. Like he went after the dog because he was gonna punch Larry. Like no, he's trying to get him out of the city. Like what did they think he was gonna do? Pile drive Larry or something? <laughs> yeah, I, I just think I just think how everybody is painting their side of the story is just so interesting. <laughs> and it, I mean, it's a it's a classic uh, sitcom trope of I was know, about three, to bring three people tell a different story, and mm. uh-huh. it feels the same way. Like a, a you know, of course, the leader, like, no man, we were just going in there to talk to the guy. And by the way, Kenny Omega saved his dog, and it's like, <laughs> <You're> right? <laughs> <laughs> and Punk's uh, like, nope, actually, the opposite. He punched my dog. That's the reason that he was no, going I, I want to see it play out sitcom style, right? Where like CM Punk is like, well, this is what happened. And then all of a sudden the wavy lines come and CM Punk is just like, <laughs> yeah, CM Punk is just sitting in his locker room, just like crocheting a quilt. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> it's like somebody playing a harp in the back. It's all like beautiful music. <laughs> right. And then all of a sudden the, the door just busts in. All of a sudden you hear electric guitar. It's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that one scene in Fresh Prince uh, where they keep uh, they're out in the uh, Uncle Phil comes to yell at them that <laughs> pay rent. It's exactly like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so and then uh, yeah, when the door hits, all of a sudden, like the door just blasts open, and Larry just like splats behind it, <laughs> and and Tia uh, and Punk's just like my dog, and then he like buffs up like Superman. And he's like, I am here to avenge my animal, and then mm-hmm. just like swings on everybody. And then on the other side of it, um, they're like, uh, the elite's like, no, this is what really happened. And then we get the wavy lines. <laughs> and CM Punk is just like, <laughs> he's just like got a meth lab in his. Uh, <laughs> There's like red lines coming out of his head. He's so pissed. <laughs> and then they just like open the door gently and they're like, Mr. Punkerson, we just want to speak with you about your actions earlier today. And he's like, actions? I'll show you actions. Just start swinging. Hey, still is in the back eating a steak with his hands. (laughs) (laughs) They got Ace up out of here, boy. They got Ace Ace off. Nothing else about it. They're like, nah, Ace is gone. gone. That's it about that. He's gone. (laughs) And then the real story is just like somewhere way in between that has like nothing to do with anybody's. Mm Mm-hmm. But we make sure that when we see the elite side of the story, Kenny's like, oh, defenseless animal. Let me make sure that I take care of this. 
Kenny's just Bye. dodging shots to get to the dog to help him out. <laughs> I know. They like play like the Larry. Matrix. He's like, I have to get to the dog beyond this barrage. And then all of a sudden, like, so a shark silly. just comes over, but it looks like a steel. And it's like, oh, no, he's going to bite me. This is so silly, man. Stupid. Oh, my God. Nah, uh, honestly, I don't know. I'm just excited to have things going back to, to a little bit of normal on TV right. because, man, I don't want to hear about no more backstage stuff. I really I'm just want to watch the show. Right. And I'm over so, it. Uh, a new rag asks, he says, do you think there's a, <laughs> a chance uh, Punk will show up again at AEW after all the drama and chaos? Or do you think, or is it done deal that he's gone? What about the AEW game? All right, I've been waiting to be asked. Great question. So, great question. If a decision on CM Punk had to be made right this second, I say no, CM Punk is gone. However, Punk's injured. He's going to be out months, right? Mm-hmm. Wrestling has taught me one thing. Unless you're Goldberg and Bret Hart, um, <laughs> time heals all wounds in wrestling i feel right. will time heal this one i don't know but crazier things have happened right so uh i mean ultimate warrior came back after years of being ultimate on the out they made back. a dvd about ultimate warrior buried. they called it yeah they buried him in a whole dvd documentary he came back made amends fucking died and so, uh, yeah. So, like, if they oh, revisit man. this situation in six months, they're like, "All like, right, everything's the six... investigation's over. They're back on TV. Everything's going down." What do you? How do you guys feel about CM Punk backstage? Things could be very different. It's professional think... wrestling. People forget about shit. People forgive. It's like business, money trumps all. I, and I, I think, think this could be that situation. Like right now, in a situation where all the guys are asked, "Do you want CM Punk in the locker room?" and it seems to be a kind of a unanimous no, right? Mm-hmm. Eight months from now, right? If somebody is asked, "Do you want to work a program with CM Punk?" I know there's a few people, and I even know who they are, who would straight up say no. But I also know there's a few people, and I know who they are, who would go make some money with CM Punk, I'd do it. And so right now, I think because the situation is still so heated, we're only a month removed from it. Again, if a decision had to be made right now, I think it's a no. But I think Tony... Tony... His biggest triumph as a booker, I think, is bringing CM Punk out of retirement. Having that moment at the United Center. Having deal. the first dance, having that to his credit, to be able to say that he did that. I think if Tony can prevent it, prevent the end of CM Punk's AEW run being that, I think Tony's going to do whatever he can to do it. That's just my gut feeling. Right. Um, that my theory on why he hasn't spoken on it, maybe I'm wrong, just my conjecture. My theory on why he hasn't said anything, not just the investigation, but because he's not ready to write anybody off in this. Right. A lot of people thought the elite were done after this. The elite are back. The elite Which are back I, in the fold. I don't know why you would think that. Yeah, I, know, I saw that from a lot of people that are like, maybe none of the four come back. 
Maybe they just yeah, establish nah. what we're seeing on TV now as the show. Mm-hmm. And nah, the elite are back. They're back in the fold. I think yeah, that and they got a little saucy with that vignette too. I think I I think the overall tone of that vignette was nah, this don't exist without without we us. We them boys. We them we mm-hmm. we made this. Like I say every time I talk about the Young Bucks, I'm like, this shit wouldn't exist without the Young Bucks, and that's what they said in that little vignette. Yeah. Yeah. And so Again, if a decision has to be made right now, I think Punk's out. If they can kick the can down the road till Punk's healed and able to work again, I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. Nick Hausman talked about the fact that he doesn't think CM Punk is going to wrestle again at all. Mm -hmm. Um, That he thinks, just having talked to the camp, that it sounds like there's just a little bit of, you know, kind of burnout after this run. But again, time. Time heals everything. And so, he thought he wasn't going to wrestle again two years ago. And he might right. be thinking the same thing that you said about Tony. Like, Punk might be sitting at home be, thinking, I don't want it to end like that. I don't want my uh, – everything that I did, everything I did to come back, I was the champion. I don't want it to end on everybody thinking I'm this person that did this backstage thing. I want it to end with Triumph. I want to end in the ring. So, you know, like, this injury yeah. plays a big role in what's going to happen. Like, if he wasn't injured, it'd be a totally be different – yeah, it'd be a totally yeah. different thing right now, but that like plays a big role in this. So, and then on t- uh, the video, he also asked about the video game. CM Punk's going to be on the cover of that video game, no matter what. Happens. They're not. They're not taking him off. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're not. Gonna now that said, I'm sure it probably burns Kenny just a little bit to be like, right. I got to work on this game. I got to promote this game. I gotta be, I'm the spokesperson for this game, and I'm selling you something that's got CM Punk smack dab in the middle of it. Yeah. I put a pri- at least a put a bit. price tag over his face just so I don't have to look at <laughs> give, it. Given the uh, Mike Wazowski, <laughs> uh, or the Donald Trump, people forget that um, WWE for a little bit lost like the licensing for Donald Trump's like um, existence mm-hmm. uh, because like Trump owns his likeness, and so when they were selling the WrestleMania thirty or twenty three DVDs. They like would put a sticker over it that's just like hot, exciting product, and it was like over Donald Trump's face on the cover. Hot, exciting product. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, just to make sure that they're like, look, we're not abusing the uh, the likeness of Donald Trump here. Ew. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the game is the game. I like. Yeah. I am. I, I have wondered because we've heard very little about the video game pretty much since Tokyo Game Show, right. and I have wondered how has Kenny's suspension affected progress on that game. And uh, I don't have the answer for that. Only because when I say I have wondered, I mean in the last 10 minutes. I should ask somebody about that. You should. Because so, <laughs> didn't he like not do a booking that like he was going to be at the wrestling at the show, the Tokyo show. I mean, I, I know he was because he was scheduled to go anyway and he ended up going. Right. He just didn't end up working. He didn't end up booth working. at Tokyo Game Show or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and he wasn't there to speak to the game, to Japanese media. Um, and I do wonder, like, now that he's back in the fold. What's up? What's up? Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see more of the game. Are you kidding me? I fully associate that game now with Brick Phone. Uh, <laughs> I, that song now. When I see that, when, now, whenever I think of anything of that game, uh, I'm just thinking, ring, 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 ring. My song is on that game. Here's Put that the... fucking game out. Get us a release date or something, man. I'm I trying know. to hear that. Righteous Reg has a song in that game. 
It's crazy. People have seen it. People have watched the clip now. And the first thing you hear when you watch that clip, which is CM Punk versus Kenny Omega, the first thing you hear when you watch that clip, Righteous Reg. It's so dope. It's still one of my favorite things. I I just, I don't know, man. Yeah, I I understand what you're saying, Will. I want to be optimistic, uh, but I kind of think he's gone. Um, And, hey, that could be me hedging my bets in case he's not gone so that I'm not getting my hopes up. Um, (laughs) It's the Chicago Bulls thing all over again. I'm the same way. I feel like uh, this is, that's my never say never take. Right. Whereas, like, realistically, I'm like, he's gone. But also, Probably. like, there's no realistic in pro wrestling. There is. I was no, told Brian Daniels is never going to wrestle again. Exactly. Was, yeah. So, like, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what. Again, for me, until somebody's in the ground, nothing is final in pro wrestling. I mean, for a long time, I thought he wouldn't come back, punk. So. I thought he wasn't going to wrestle again for a long yeah, time. So. Uh, but, yeah, I look, if I had the choice... I don't want him to go back there. It's, it's something about how deflating it would feel for him to go back there after everything. I mean, this company fired the guy. He's on specifically his saying day. WWE, by the way. Yeah, yes. WWE. I mean, yeah, this guy, this company fired him on his wedding day. I mean, they and all this stuff around this misdiagnosed uh, staff infection. I mean, they essentially cost him his friendship with Colt. I think that's one of the things with uh, Colt that people missed out on. If they're not constantly dragging these two back into court, maybe they're still friends today. Maybe right. they're not. I don't know. But that did play a part into why they're not friends anymore. Yes. Um, so it would feel a bit deflating to see him go back there. Um, now, there are reasons, there are good things that he could do in WWE. Um, if you're giving me, you know, some of the dream matches that he could have there, yeah, I would take them. But Phil if, literally dreams about CM Punk versus Seth Rollins. Like, this yeah. is, I mean, I don't know if I dream match. about it, but <laughs> I mean, these are your two favorite wrestlers. There's nobody, if, if I said to a random Grab City listener, who is Phil Lindsay most known for standing, it would be. Them too. It would be CM Punk and Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, I would say Oscar's probably my favorite wrestler, but <laughs> it's still, I just, I just don't, I, I don't. A part of me doesn't want to see him go back there, and so a part of me would like to see them just do business and him hang in there at AEW. But I also understand that you know that just might not happen, mm-hmm. and I mean, it is what it is. I mean, we saw this podcast and talked about it. I think we got a good run if he doesn't. Right, but it's such a tough situation because, like I said, if it was just the if it was just the stuff at the scrum, or if it even if it was just the stuff in the scrum and then the fight afterwards, I I could see that. But it's more than that, and it seems like it's more of a mistrust with him. Right, and I feel like there's more of a uh, a habitual line stepper thing with him at this point too, and so I think there's a more of a hurdle to get over than it really seems like. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It is all very disappointing. It's disappointing that this is where we're at with this. Um, but I didn't want to see the run in this way at like all. Like it's it's feeling like the all out thing was like the final nail in the coffin, not like the thing that blew it all up. Like they were leading to that big moment with everything. To be fair, yeah. though, like everything was like positive about him, really, until he came back. Right. Um, we're like when you think about he only got injured one week after that hangman promo. Right. So like mm-hmm. that was one of those, Oh, we had a little bit of a hiccup here, but like for the most part, his run's been really successful. Then he came back and went into business for himself on the hangman stuff. And then it was like, 
ah shit now we have a real problem <laughs> and then uh and then it was like okay maybe we're over that maybe they both got their their stuff in and then then he did the media scrum and then shit just blew up after that and it's like yeah. damn really that was like four nights out of mm-hmm. an entire out of this run that everybody was so positive on to start with so i don't yeah, know um, it's i don't know man it's it's sad but i mean the positive of this is at least the elite is back. I thought the vignette they cut that they showed was great. Um, I don't I'm know curious what it what it means. Uh, I right. like there's so many places that can go, but I appreciated that at the very least. Again, I can speculate on what it's all supposed to mean and what it's leading to, but at least at the very surface level of it, you can say that it did mean. It did address for fans who've been wondering, like, if you don't follow the internet stuff, and there's got to be a lot of people that don't. If you don't follow the internet stuff, and you've asked yourself, what the hell happened to the Young Bucks? Didn't Kenny come back? That was a big thing. What the hell happened to all of that? This like, I least... watched all out, and they won the belts, and then they weren't here at the next yeah. show. <laughs> or, like, I didn't even, or if you didn't watch all out, because like, right. that's usually like a that's tenth the thing of the audience. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of just like, I was watching Dynamite one week. Uh, we saw the Elite beat um, Aussie Open. And then that following week, they're like, actually, the Elite's not here anymore. No, they Where? didn't even say that. They just weren't yeah. here. They just weren't here. And so Shit. this was one of the first time that, at least for fans like that, this has been addressed. That, okay, where the hell have these guys been? The guys who call themselves the Elite in a company called All Elite Wrestling. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It seems like it's building to the match um, with the uh, Triangle. Death Triangle. For the um, Although there's yeah. a piece of me that like would love for Kenny's name to be announced in the tournament. I know it's not yeah. going to be, but as they're announcing all these names, yeah. if the last one they drop is Kenny Omega, and it's like, hey, the tournament that he originally won, Oh yeah, and you did pitch the winter is coming. Uh, I, that because that's it, the one yeah. I want to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, that's the one I want to see. But uh, yeah, at at this point, I I would like to see Ethan Page win that tournament. I'm um, into it. I, I um, would love to see that. They set it up pretty good. I would like to see Starks. I would like to see Starks get it. I think that that would Starks be would be good too. Yeah, I think if there were ever a way to capitalize on what's feeling like lost momentum for him. Hmm. That's the way for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Promo battles with Max will be pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because uh, they'd have weeks to do it because full right. gear is uh, November 19th. Winter is coming is what? December 14th. And mm-hmm. so that's four weeks between those two. Mm-hmm. You got plenty of time that you can really do some stuff. And I would love to see that, uh, whatever it ends up being. Yeah, uh, who? <laughs> it's interesting because they also it's so many stuff, so many things happened around the same time. So they they announced that mystery opponent for Jericho, which now is like, who could it who be? Who the it's hell some, is this? It's somebody from ROH. Uh, maybe I swear to God, if Boom Boom hits, I'm Coke gonna Coke fucking ban. No, why? It has, it has to be Coke Cabana at this point. Uh, no, I don't know. I I can't. After the that story would, come out, and then he's the, I, I punked out the homie, like, and I, now I'm having a match with that. that, that I feel was like def- Tony would do as much as he could to keep that away from like 
Tony doesn't want to get involved. Yeah, I get yeah, to keep that but away from his. I show. could also, yeah. I could also see him doing that as, look, look, he's not gone. Look, what do you mean he was gone? He's right there. Awesome. Look, he's, he's right here. Mm-hmm. But he's on TV also, right now. But that would also confirm to fans that the reason he wasn't on TV was right. Punk. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, of course. Some people would take pretty it that touchy way. subject there. Um, yeah, but they've got plenty of options for that. But then we also got um, those clips from. Uh, House of Black, where it's just like, all right, we got to go back to work. So get out of that pool or whatever uh, <laughs> water you're in, Matt. Buddy. Uh, <laughs> come, come on. Uh, get Come out of the dark. Uh, cut the lights on. What are you doing over there, Alistair? Mal- mm-hmm. Malachi. Your name's not mm-hmm. Alistair anymore. Get out, get, out of, get, out of, get out of the darkness. Come back in here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, it seems like with three more Dynamites still full gear, they're pretty much like, okay, it's now time to ramp things back up get things back in motion and anybody who's been off for a little while uh it's time to come back mm, i mean yeah. did you see the picture lana posted with uh damian priest miro and uh all of them just chilling maybe she's coming <laughs> back to wwe maybe she's the next return yo listen if uh she's not if, one of the ones i was talking about by the way if mm. if we tune in to raw and i hear i'm like yo wait a minute man Triple H is out of control with these returns. <laughs> I'm trying to think who Triple H brought back from the spiteful selects report. Hmm. Oh well, we haven't talked about the return for this week. We got the do 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 do. we got uh, Emma's back, and they didn't use the CFO music. Uh, just what? listen. Just use the CFO music. WWE, stop it. Stop uh, <laughs> dropping. Uh, like I dropping people in cold. It feels like I felt like that's what they did with Candice, Candice LeRae. It's like, I know who Candice LeRae is. I watch PWG. I know I watched NXT. But a lot of those fans don't know who you're dropping oh, in no, the show. I, I think Candice LeRae has been their biggest uh, misstep in terms right. of dropping uh, her. And I kind of felt like that for Emma, too, because they know, like, some people know who Emma is, but just dropping her in cold, like, with her we name might, and she hasn't been Emma for a long time, it's. We might have to have a conversation about this uh, Gargano return as well. Oh, Gargano return is pretty. Um, it's very not for me. I'm not gonna say that it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, we might have to have a conversation, buddy. Oh, because, and, and I'll say this: I like Johnny Gargano. Yes, but I, I don't think. For the most part, wrestling humor is very good in general. Most of the time, uh, it's pretty trash. But like, yeah. But there's an, an exceptional number of people who I, I was gonna say are the exception, not the rule. Typically, wrestling humor to me is just never funny. But uh, there's guys like R Truth who run away with it. Sami Zayn runs away with it. Yeah, R Truth was great, by the way, this week. Yeah. Um, oh, NXT, week, he made though. me laugh when he was like, he said that Grayson Waller was uh, smoking in the cast. He's like, I'm about to come back here. <laughs> Truth <laughs> is hella funny, dude. <laughs> uh, the Gargano segments on Raw. Ugh. I thought this was one of the first Raws, one of the first times in Gargano's run in WWE, back in WWE, where I feel like fans could turn on him. They're uh, making him into who people when people clown on Johnny Gargano, like Jim Cornette and those guys, for example, this is what they say is wrong with him. And they're they're leaning into him being a big dork because his whole thing is that he's a big dork. But like you want to see him when he watched wrestling his whole life. But if you lean into it really hard and make him a dork, 
we're going to also think he's a dork. It was, it was yeah. a lot of it was a lot of dad humor there, and then I, I'm gonna say, look, this was the worst RAW of the Triple H era. It was. Yeah, it was it, it was a very bad RAW. It was pretty bad. Um, yeah, I can I I concur. I did not like RAW at all. It felt like uh, it was Grandpa odd was how back. much. It was hot, odd how much the show. I saw that a lot. I saw people tweeting like, "Is Vince Grandpa's back? Is this back. show feels mm-hmm. like this show feels like Vince is back." Because, but more than anything, the show just felt like it was lacking in like star power a little bit, and um, and again, I didn't think the show did Gargano any favors. I think that uh, tying him up with Miz. Uh, no one where, cares about Miz and Dexter Loomis at all, and they just it keep is, going with it. it. It has lost a lot of uh, yeah. fanfare, and then mm-hmm. on top of that, I thought losing to. Corbin. Um, also, a lot of distraction finishes on the show. Also, way. Corbin has the worst entrance music, I think. Like, that oh shit my is God. It, it's so bad. Awful. Then you, but you got JBL coming out and doing, back in my era, you wouldn't even be here. It's like, no, nah, get out of here, bro. Like, I don't, I don't want this. Get out of here. <laughs> and the thing about Gargano, though, was that it didn't even come off like a smart loss. Like, he grabbed JBL's hat. What did you think JBL was going to do? Like, he grabbed the hat and then danced in it like, I thought Gargano looked like a dork out there. And then on top of that, he didn't lose his. I, I did not think this was a good week for Gargano at all. And I'm hoping they can write that shit because I like Gargano. Me too. Um, and I was one of the people that saying that I don't think... too long to... Oh, oh my God. God, so long. I was one of the people saying that I don't think Gargano's a good fit for AEW. I think Gargano... Uh, should stick with WWE. Don't let me be wrong on that. Don't let me. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I'm. I think they I, could. They just got to get him away from the Miz. They're trying to do this, and not, he can't be a goofy. They can't have him and Chad Gable and all these dudes doing this goofy shit because we that. It's just. Oh my god! Yeah. You just reminded me that segment with. Oh my god! That segment with with uh, with Gable backstage with Riddle and. Uh, it's oh, such bad yeah. humor. It's just Awful. not good, man. Just doesn't work. I, uh, I, I'm not into wrestling humor because, like, it all feels. And I felt that you know the funny thing too is that I used to feel that when I was a kid. Um, whenever, when, like, when I was like 10 years old, and I'd see wrestling humor, I feel like it was written for me when I was five. And I was like, I didn't think it was funny when I was 10 years old. I'm like, this this sucks. I mean, uh, I've come on this podcast and said that I don't. I I, I got to get my interview, so I can't say his name out loud. That I don't like a lot of this person's humor. That was one of the greatest of all times because a lot of that shit just wasn't. Funny. Which sure, Rudy Pooh. I'm saying, <laughs> as I always say, the brother used, he told someone to drink shut up juice before. That's not funny. But it was funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Funny. Like, what is that? No, but I'm I sorry. do want to talk about where wrestling humor hit. But I want my interview, bro. I'm sorry. I, I, I loved it all. Actually, it was the funniest shit I've ever seen in my whole life. Black Adam. I want to talk about where wrestling humor did hit. This week, the Bloodline segment was oh, yeah. one of the best things. But again, it's not <laughs> intentional humor. The stuff that yeah. gets you going is the stuff that's like the stuff you would laugh at in an everyday situation. Oh, and man. I just... No, when Sam Zayn said he's not acting very oozy, and Jay looks, Jay is trying so hard not to laugh. He looks at Roman like, 
help me. He's trying to get help from Roman, but Roman's like, I'm dying too. I can't do this. <laughs> no, the funniest thing about it is he, he's trying to turn the other direction away from the hard cam to not Roman laugh in turns the camera. Around. And Roman turns around like, no, 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 over here. <laughs> there he is. Um, Hella funny. Yeah. Look, look, some wrestling humor is good. I just found right. a lot of stuff from Raw this week to be yeah. terribly unfunny. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought all of, the, all of the stuff from the Bloodline segment was great. Dream I love that they leave it all unfinished every time. They never give us a resolution at the end of these segments, so it's, it's left uh, open-ended. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought this was great. Um, I don't know where they're going with this, but if you did want to make Sami Zayn champion, I would not be mad at that. Mm. Uh, I Again, think the guys... I think they're going with Jay. It feels like the story is Jay getting the, the big win over Roman here. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think ultimately they're all going to turn on Sammy. I think that's... I think uh, they are too. Yeah. But I, think... I could see Sammy turning on them as well. Um, I I mean, I think <sighs> the only reason I don't think Sammy is because uh, uh, is going to be the one turning is because at least the story has never written itself as Sammy being smarter than them. Right. Um, but... They all come off as smarter than Sammy. Mm-hmm. That yep. uh, I think it has always felt like Sammy legitimately believes everything that's going on here. That right. he's not one step ahead of them. Well, in any that's way. that's what made all of this stuff so interesting. When when Jay Uso was saying all of this stuff, and he was saying, "You're not one of us," and all everybody else around him was straight faced. Nobody was disagreeing with him. Mm. Um, the only time that they really broke and turned around like you're out of line is when he was like, I don't give a damn about what, what uh, the tribal chief says. Mm. And the way that, the, the way that that looked like telling the, the vela, like like him like <laughs> popping up and then the camera zoomed in and he did like that slow turnaround. What do you mean? And Jimmy um, was in the back like, oh, shit, you should have not said that. <laughs> by the way, Jimmy, Jimmy was an all-timer this week with his uh, – Sleeveless suit jacket at the premiere of Black Panther. <laughs> all time. Shout out to the Black Panther premiere too for all that black excellence. Yo, yeah, of course. Uh, black wrestler doing the Cuffit Challenge was dope. Um, mm. I mean, come on, man. Every time we get a chance to see Naomi happy and doing what she likes to do, I think Amazing. that Naomi is one of the few wrestlers that makes the TikTok stuff look good. Yeah. Um, she makes anything look good, honestly. At this I mean, the, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was great to see New Day together again on the red carpet as well. And them brothers was clean. Ooh. Yes. Very beautiful. Sasha so, was looking amazing too. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, she's yeah, she's, every she's time still you teasing see her. <laughs> yeah, she's still teasing stuff. And I'm going to tell her, just like I told MJF, I don't believe you, Sasha. I think you're going back. <laughs> I, I, you, can, you can go and take pictures with all these Yoshi wrestlers. I think you would be back in WWE. I don't believe you. Well, with that story coming out that she's still under contract, they're not going to... I think she'll be back. Yeah, I would agree, too. She's definitely going to be back in the World Wrestling Entertainment. Yes. Probably before the Royal Rumble, I'd say. (laughs) Travoris says, what's good, homies? Question. Do y'all think Master P, I'm Bout It movie is the most hood movie ever? Um, Either that or I got the hookup. Some Master P. (laughs) All of those straight-to-DVD movies are hood classic. And if if, if you watch the Ask Grapsy this week, you know that I don't like a certain Mr. LeBron James. I think what he's doing with House Party is a travesty. I'm just going to come out and say it. (laughs) It's a travesty. The trailer wasn't that bad. It didn't look that bad to me. But, 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 I will say, Phil's defense. I am not one to fall for trailers anymore. I was just yeah. talking about this on Ask Rhapsody. I did say that 
like a good trailer does not represent a good movie. As a matter of fact, making a good trailer is itself is a is a skill. That's if a you're good at making trailers, you're basically just good at selling the movie. Yeah. I didn't think the trailer was that bad. I hate. Does that mean the movie's gonna be good? I'm probably gonna hate it. I thought that trailer looked bad. Mm. I'm sorry. I thought it looked bad. I don't understand why. Why does he need to be in the movie? Like, why is <laughs> he produced it? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I feel like it's such a young crowd thing that I feel like he looks like the old guy at the party now. Like, right. it's just like they should have got know. like John Moran it, or something to be. The it best. doesn't look good. Um, and I'm like, I just don't think a lot of this generation understands the appeal of House Party either. Like, I think he's trying to try to ha- put a foot in both uh, parties, and it's like, no, look, I. I am a part of something that cool that's cool that older people in the 30s knew about, and they all understand these references. But look at all these young, young up and comers that look. I know young stuff. Like, look, I I listen to uh, Money Back Yo as well. Like, <laughs> nah, man, it's like nah. Don't let Phil get on LeBron hate again. We'll be here. The movie looks hour. bad. I'm sorry. It look it looks bad. <laughs> <laughs> movie looks bad and i have yet to see space jam that also looked like a travesty yeah, like stop it yeah. stop remaking movies just do something different do something i'll else. say this about space jam that movie got played in my house uh, it's been seen probably at least 15 times okay um billy was so obsessed with space jam after that movie that uh after it came out for christmas he asked for lebron james action figures um like i didn't like the movie but I turned my head and saw a kid who was just like, yes. The target audience. Was it. Like yeah, it. and I'm like, yeah. okay. Because you know what, though? And granted, this is where Phil and I might disagree because Phil is a Chicago man. I didn't like the original Space Jam. As a kid, I didn't like original Space but, Jam. But, I mean, it's a, long, it's a long commercial for his comeback to basketball. It's, <laughs> it, that's all it is. It's a long commercial. I mean, Space Jam isn't really meant to be a good movie, and that's why I'm like, why would you remake that? Like, it's, <laughs> it's meant to be a marketing ploy. That everything about it is a marketing ploy. Um, I mean, I, I love the soundtrack, and, like, I, yeah. I, I, in my spare time when I'm, like, bored, I throw on Looney Tunes because, like, it, it's easy watching that I've seen it a is. million times since I was mm-hmm. a kid. And so, like, I love Looney Tunes. Those are some of my favorite characters ever. The the third rabbit season, duck season, one of the best cartoons ever produced. Mm. Yeah. But uh, for whatever reason, that movie did not hit for me at all. In the way we're like, remember Space Jam? And I'm like, yeah, I remember uh, For You, I Will by Monica. And I remember uh, Space a really great, Jam. I remember, yeah, Quad City DJs. I remember a really great soundtrack. Jam. But right. the movie Take your hands jam. in the air if you feel fine. We're gonna <laughs> take it into overdrive. Don't come into space jam. Yeah, so <laughs> no, I I remember there was uh when that movie came out on VHS, I my mom bought it and I never got a chance to see it in theaters, but all my friends talked about it. And so I got a chance uh, that to might be down. what it is because uh, I saw it in theater. It was an experience to see it in theater at the I time. Think I saw it in so theaters too. I watched it. And I was like, that's it. And I was like nine years old. And I'm like, that, that's it. That's what everybody was talking about. And then I remember uh, in class in the fourth grade, um, you know, you guys, we had the movie days where teacher would wheel in the, the cart and we got to vote on a movie we wanted to watch. <laughs> Thunderous every- pop. Thunderous pop. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. time that TV came in. <laughs> <laughs> we, got to, we voted on a movie we got to watch and everybody's like, Space Jam, Space Jam. And granted, you have to know where I went to school. 
it's all black kids around, right? So of course it was Space Jam. Everybody wanted to watch Space Jam. And uh, we watched it. And I remember not liking it. I remember mm. like, I don't like this movie. This isn't good. Uh, this is that's this was the first time I felt like something incredibly mainstream was stupid. And I was nine at the time. But it, it was supposed to be stupid. Everything about be. it is like, like Jordan can't act. He's not supposed to be in this. No, but like, I mean, keeping in mind that like I've seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit a million times. One of the greatest movies of all time. I mean, and but so, that's not quite the same. Well, like, so, I feel like that is a good movie. But that's what I mean, though. But so that like set a standard in my mind for what a movie that's animation and live action is supposed to be, and that you could tell a really great, compelling story. And not a big fan of Cool World, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Cool World was uh, Cool World's wild, man. It's a wild movie. I I I remember when Cool World came out, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be like the next Roger Rabbit, right? And Uh, no, was not. It's a wild movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, Alex says, do they return the Bucks in Chicago? Tony loves doing surprises on Fallout episodes. They'll be at All Out. I mean, not All Out. They'll be at Full Gear. I think they're, I, I think they're be full wrestling Full Gear. I think they'll show up before Full Gear. I think the match, Death Triangle versus the Elite, to me, I do not think will be a mystery opponent match. I think it'll be on the card. That's gotcha. my gut feeling. But also... They could do it. Um, I mean, you know what was funny, too, was I was getting really into, uh, as it was happening, those Justin Roberts, Kenny introductions, and he only got to do three of them. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I am ready for it. The moment that Justin Roberts looks up, I want him to have the straight look, just look at him and go, and now. Mm-hmm. And as soon as it happens, and then we run through all of Kenny's accolades, and hopefully he doesn't throw in a, and he rescues puppies. Mm. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, and now he has been out for two weeks with a bite mark on his, on his arm. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he does not let anybody chew on him like a Charleston chew that you can find in <laughs> North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Brought it back. Yeah, I'm, all, I'm, all I'm excited for it. I'm in for it. Yeah, I've been on the Kenny return. Uh, but yeah, so um, I guess uh, talking about SmackDown this week, uh, yeah, we had the the Emma return, which again, until the news had been reported that day, I had no idea was coming. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't uh, like we knew she was finished up with Impact, and I'm not gonna lie, I have been kind of disappointed with to Neil Dashwood outside of WWE in the last couple of years, and I. Um, it was like she had such a great run turning heel in NXT, and uh, and then we thought we she was gonna do something special outside of it, and then she just kind of didn't. So yeah. Um, what does this guy have against Deanna? Is my fucking question, bro. Um, I don't know if Deanna Don, Deanna wants to. Why did they keep getting stuff. everybody from Impact but not her? So <sighs> again, I think this is all like. Hunter bringing back people that he successfully booked where like Emma is somebody that he sees as one of his successful bookings from Mm -hmm. that era of NXT. He doesn't have a successful tracking track record with Deanna Peraza at all. Uh, So like, he don't care. I think right now WWE, as far as under Hunter's control is concerned, isn't interested at least yet in trying new things with new people. 
I think. But he they... didn't really book the homegirl, and she got a job. And she be getting injured a lot. Chelsea Green. Oh. Well, is, is that confirmed that she's back yet? I thought the news yesterday that they put out said that she was somebody said that she was I, I think I think that they were saying she's finishing up her time with Impact. She's finishing himself. up with Impact to be to go to WWE. Yeah, I'm saying so he, think, he he never yeah. booked her anything. Yeah, I don't think that's been confirmed yet. I think people just think that's why she's finishing up her time with Impact. Gotcha. So I, I could just be WWE. making this up. Okay. I see. Um uh I mean, she might be one of the names I was talking about. But I mean, uh, she so could be. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why I was saying <laughs> I, I wasn't saying he was wrong. I was just saying wasn't confirmed. Um, there you go. Um, but, but look, man, I I like Emma. I think that uh, I think that her run with Impact wasn't as good as it should have been. Um, it doesn't seem like she ever quite caught on there. It doesn't seem like she quite improved there either. Um, I thought that if they were going to bring her back to WWE, why didn't they just keep using her name? Why did they have to make her Emma again? Nice. Um, that was kind of strange. Um, and boy, I hate to say this. Uh, this my, the, the, the women's stuff with SmackDown has not been good. It's I'm bad. Just say it. That's it exactly. I was gonna. Good. I was gonna I, ask I, I just, where does where does she fit in this it, SmackDown it, women's thing? I'll be fair enough and say that I think at least last week was the first week that the live stuff started hitting for me. Okay, um, I don't agree, but okay, because um, <laughs> I feel like she does that. She does the same thing every week now. She comes out and she does the "Hey, I'm extreme," and then somebody on commentary was like, "Extreme," and it, when they even announced the match this week, "Hey, she beat up uh, Sonya again. She's gonna have a no disqualification match next week." Extreme. It's like to mm. stop. Uh, it it just feels like it's repetitive at this point. Um, like, what is the end game with her doing any of this? If I felt like there's a trajectory where this is going to get her somewhere else, like, the problem is you're taking a belt off of her and now you're doing this rebrand. Where does that take her? Does that mean she's going to go back to the title picture? No, she's going to lose to Ronda again uh, if she does that. Uh, the, yeah, they're doing Ronda Becky at WrestleMania this year. That's I Yeah, I feel like that's where we're going. Um, I, I did like that. Ronda's officially turning heel again because yes. she should be a heel. Yes. Um, I like that they're seemingly putting her with Baszler. Uh, but a lot of the stuff on SmackDown with women I did is like, not I did good. like the Natty thing, though. That was pretty funny. Natty comes yeah. and talks for three seconds, and then Shayna just chokes her out. <laughs> yeah. I, it, what it reminded me of was uh, Goodfellas and Maury just kept trying to talk to uh, – <laughs> he just kept trying to talk to Robert De Niro. Mm. <laughs> Tommy's like, finally shut this guy up. Um, right. uh, but yeah, that match wasn't good. Emma versus Ronda was not good. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I hate to put I, it that plainly, but it wasn't good. Like honestly, I didn't like a lot of the wrestling on Friday night this week. That I thought all of the stuff that hit for me was stuff that happened outside of the ring, right? Like I thought that the Bloodline stuff, amazing television. Some of the best stuff that's going on. Yeah, so like why that. did you say that SmackDown was very good? That's why I was like, was it? Uh, mm -hmm. But, like, I also thought Rampage had the same problem, right? Like, like Rampage, for me, the wrestling wasn't really, like, hitting to me. But the stuff outside of it was interesting. I thought that the, um, like, Moxley versus Matt Menard. This is, like, whatever. But then yeah. Stokely and, um, and Lee Moriarty afterwards. Stuff was dope, right? Just that, uh, yeah. And then we saw Keith Lee. That was just a squash. Well, um, anything to write home about, but then afterwards, afterwards, Swerve mm -hmm. uh, with Billy Gunn, that was 
interesting. The disgusted Good look stuff. on Keith Lee's face was great. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ethan Page, once again, once you put a microphone in front of this guy, he's going to cut a great promo. And he yeah. was, she was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and it was like Matt Taven versus, uh, versus Wardlow. That was, yeah, just whatever. kind of there. Yeah. It was there. But after the match was over, Powerhouse Hobbs returns, motions for the title. Don't um, and, and he yeah, and I, stood up, I stood up for 18 minutes straight at looking at my TV in excitement. I'm still ex- very yeah. excited about so it. So like I didn't think and on SmackDown it was the same deal where like uh the stuff I liked on SmackDown didn't happen in the ring. It was all the stuff that surrounded it where right. uh there wasn't really like a particular match on SmackDown I I really liked at all. Um but the the stuff around why do they it. why do they keep letting ricochet talk you guys yep <laughs> whereas like i think wednesday on the other hand wednesday like dynamite was a really strong wrestling night yeah. um yeah, and I then agree. raw raw just felt like it was lacking in, in was star bad. power and i feel like the crowd like it had probably one of the deadest crowds raw's had in a while yeah and i think I, the crowd didn't help because uh the the main event was actually Good. I thought the, the main event. That, that's was where the wrestling. I, I see. I feel like that was the best wrestling match to me this week was Bianca yeah. and Bailey mm-hmm. in the main yeah. event. And, and we got a uh, we got Nikki Crossback uh, with her right. last name again. Um, yes. I I thought all that. No stuff one's was concerned fun. about her and Karrion Cross on the same brand, which right, yeah, literally it last year. I know mm-hmm. that like there's been complicated reasons behind it, but it was literally just like Vince did not want on the same roster. A Nikki Cross and a Carrion Cross, even though they're spelled differently. Even though, look, sometimes people have the same last name. Shit happens. There, um, are, there are what like five Adams on AEW right now, <laughs> oh, and like Isaiah Cassidy, Orange Cassidy. Doesn't fucking matter. People have the people have similar last names. Nobody will mix them up. But yeah, yeah. I, I thought the I thought the wrestling in the main event was good, but the crowd did not give them anything. The crowd was like dead silent for most of that match, and it was a good match. Um, I do think that they're running Bianca Bailey too much at this point. They are. Like, why are we going back to standing it? is the end. At the yeah, conjole match. They're, they're running it too much. Um, I will say that uh, you can say what you want about Crown Jewel and the, and the sports washing. I think that the way they're presenting uh, Lashley versus Brock is cool. Um, I think the way they're making this look like a big super heavyweight match and they're kind of presenting them as equals in the at least in the the vignettes i mean we pretty much know that brock is just going to get his win back that's just how we know this is going to go but i think it's a good thing for lashley now because uh, when you really think about it the thing that lashley has kind of gotten over with and the thing that has been long running this year is the feud with brock it's been running since january um and i think that's cool um it would be nice if it would pay it off with him getting a win and then coming back and saying hey I deserve it. I deserve a title shot because I never lost, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, right, no. Phil. <laughs> I'm just saying that would be nice, but I don't, that's absolutely no, it would, not going to happen. It really would be nice. And, and, but again, I, I feel like they should do more things like this with Raw because I think that the big issue with me, and I've said this for a while, is that they really need a main world title on that show. And I know people right. are going to go, well, Bianca's the main world champion on the show. They don't revolve any storylines on that show around Bianca. A lot of the stuff right. on the show revolves around damage control. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think they have what they have on SmackDown with the Bloodline stuff with anybody on Raw. 
And I think that shows because they don't have a main world champion. And so I, the, the thing that scares me with this Bobby thing is, all right, Bobby loses this match. Where do you go with Bobby after that? Right. Yeah. Where do you go with Brock after that? Well, Brock's just going to go away. He's not going to come back. Mm. He's he's doing per appearance. He's not he's gone. He's he's not yeah. coming back to do Raw. Are you kidding me? I mean, he'll be back by WrestleMania come. season. Or you don't think he's going to be at a November Survivor Series? No, no, no. I don't think he'd be a, and especially because there's no day one, and it doesn't sound like there's a December pay per view. No, I think no, I think he's about Brock's to go home and have holiday. Yeah, I see. But that. that's even more if he's going away. Just give Lashley the win. Give Lashley the win if he's going to leave. Then right, we'll mm. see. I but know. I don't see it happening. I do not see it happen. Um, uh, let's finish up with the Super Chats and Humper Chats. Uh, Van Twinblade wanted to let us know that Rashomon, uh, uh, that's the word you want, Phil. Um, that, of course, is a storytelling trope in which you have um, two uh, story, or basically multiple characters telling different versions of the same gotcha. story. Uh, and that, of course, refers to the Japanese film from the 1950s. I literally just looked this up, um, in which uh, that was basically the plot. Um, and so we also have, uh, let's see, scrolling through to the newest Super Chats. I want to make sure I don't miss any. Um, let's see. Devil Kazuya says, what? Would be the CM Punk dream matches in WWE. There's a few. Uh, like I said, Seth Rollins is one of them. Um, it's it's Roman. That's the biggest. Again, that's I feel Roman, like that's the biggest yeah. match of this era. Possibly if you get if you get that right and you do that at WrestleMania, I think. Yeah, that's I, I think uh, people don't classify dream matches as matches that already happened. That's true, but like, I, Roman, I feel like Roman and CM Punk already happened. Yeah, I just think in terms but, of like, but a different but at a different level. It's a different era. I understand. Roman Roman yeah. wasn't the Roman he, he is. He wasn't now. Roman at all. He was brand new. Like he was and like, so yeah, I I think it's different. I mean, I think there are like some new guys that are there, of course, that you can do matches with, but I feel like the biggest money making The money maker matches with Rome, definitely. Uh Kenneth Love says, Who would y'all have take the titles from Roman? I Jake mean Paul. Jake Paul. <laughs> so you, I mean, you'd have him lose to Logan Paul. I'm thinking I mean, of the Logan damn, Paul, and then it's like, well, Jake I'm thinking Paul of the damn boxing and, match that's happening tonight. I, I Logan like, Paul, I'd have him go over next week. No, nah, you have Jake Paul up. come in and <laughs> Jake. <laughs> if Jake Paul knocks out Anderson Silva, then he comes in and knocks out Roman Reigns. It's easy as that. Yeah. yeah Although I, I gotta say, hmm. I was uh, I was watching season two of Upload um, just yesterday and. There's a scene in the, I think it's the fourth episode, where, uh, for those who don't know, the show Upload takes place in the future, and um, basically the rich have, uh, basically they've found a way to live forever, where you upload your consciousness into the cloud, uh, but like the rich have basically unlimited data, and they get to live definite better afterlives than the poor do who have like data caps and stuff so it's a it's a good show right but like one of the um moments at the beginning of the episode is where they're breaking into a laboratory that was like reprinting and represerving the bodies of the rich and um they're like unplugging all of them uh and one of our main characters she goes well, we can't just do this to people you know these are human beings and they're like well they're rich and they don't deserve it and blah 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 like we're just sacrificing one percent of the population for this and so as she's walking out she like 
sees one of the tanks they unplugged, and she gets a heart, and she plugs it back in. And then she looks and sees it's Jake Paul, and then <laughs> unplugs it and walks off. <laughs> wow. Oh, it was just that. like... <laughs> he a money-making boxer. He's about to make some guap tonight. Yeah, so I thought that was fun. Uh, uh, who who should beat Roman? Uh, I mean, at, at this point, just get those get both those titles. Anybody? I mean, um, I, I, I I I still submit that Sammy would be a good guy to beat him. Um, of course, Cody is in a. I, I, Cody is still my answer. I feel like um, as long as you can come back and have him have the momentum he had before, um, I think that's a really hot baby face that you haven't had in a long time. Uh, bring it, have Cody be it. Um, I just hope he he can re-grab what he had because that was, was a really Co- good Was thing. Vince still around when Cody was? Yeah, yes. Cody. So Cody he's coming all, in fresh. With he's, coming in, he's coming in under Hunter. He hasn't oh, had to be under Hunter yet. I, so. I am going to disagree with the, the chat because I've seen two people say that CM Punk versus Cody would not be fun. I disagree i think it would be great um mm-hmm. i think the promos alone would be great um, are you kidding me dramatic cody against punk no no come mm-hmm. on i would love it especially with the said. history of them both leaving AEW, they'd make some good shit in there nobody in wwe currently has good theme music disagree i say nobody has because even i i like bray so i can't even say nobody knew music okay. but um come on, uh, man. rollins yeah rollins is pretty good yeah. i'm not gonna agree with that yeah. Uh, no, Oscar still but, has her but theme. Think, her theme but, is still amazing. I think most of it stinks, like as far as like the stuff they've been creating as of late. All the like, new shit is awful. Yeah, I think Not especially awful. the remakes of themes. Like, um, yeah. I think that uh, what's his name, Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle had a much better theme before. Oh yeah, they, like, the remix redo- is ugh. the remix uh, is is really bad. I think Braun's new theme is really bad. Um, it's no good. I hire somebody else. Chaos Control says. I like Lashley's uh, name too. Listen, Santino clicked for me. I don't know why, but he did. Um, I mean, as far as like, Santino was at his funniest when WWE didn't realize it. Exactly. <laughs> because it was like, like when he was just being a funny guy, when he would just have funny mannerisms and things like that. I thought that was Santino at his best. When it was like, WWE is like, yeah, Santino, we're going to start writing jokes for you. I thought that shit was when it started bombing. But when he was just a funny personality, I think that's when it clicked. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Yeah. Oh, see. man, that music talk. I've been I've been trying to hold this in for the longest. The damage control theme sucks. It sucks. <laughs> I've been trying, trying not to say it, but it's not good. Mm hmm. Isn't there Eloquent. like a lady rapper in there or something? Yeah, it, it's it's not good. Yeah, all right. Eloquent says, Bloodline stuff going to end up being the new festival of friendship. I can't wait. Yeah, Straight when they up. turn on Sammy, that's going to be. But you know what? I think tie it all together. Make it so much like festival of friendship that it does. It's what pulls Kevin Owens into it. Of mm-hmm. like a, damn, you should have seen that coming because I kind of invented this. Right. I mean. I mean, that also makes me think of Punk. Are you kidding me? The promo that KO could cut on Punk? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Punk and KO a, would be pretty hot. Yeah, you're right. KO is another one of those guys, though, who probably if put to a vote would be like, no, nah, I don't want to work with him. I mean, those are his homeboys yeah. that he punched, that, that Punk punched in the mouth. Yeah. So. I mean, well, he didn't like him before that. <laughs> he didn't like him before, too. Yeah, he was. 
Uh, you didn't see. see his. You didn't see his victory lap when all this stuff was happening. I did. I saw. Uh, I saw a certain uh, media guy try to get his victory lap in yesterday, and I laughed at it. Who are we talking about? <laughs> you guys didn't see that tweet. It was a certain tweet that said, uh, "It's nice when you used to admire somebody, and uh, he's getting to be exposed for who he really is." No, I didn't see who tweeted well, that. Huh. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, <laughs> cer- cer- certain guy that uh, also got married recently. Oh, gotcha. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, D-Skills H-Town says, uh, I sure hate that Matt Riddle is being uh, uh, is back to being a walking weed joke after showing some intensity against Seth. Right. That, that was yeah. the main thing that made hate me go, it. is Vince back? Because, mm-hmm. like, I thought Matt Riddle was on a roll and really getting to show some fire out of the Seth feud. And the Rollins shits were good. Yeah. Hey, are are you guys ready to admit that I was right, that every time somebody is linked with my guy, they look better, and then when they're not, they turn back into who they, who they really are? Dom ain't looked as good since. He has uh, not. Are, are y'all <laughs> telling me that um, it's not going to look good for Cody when he returns? Because all he had that whole time, <laughs> I was just talking about that run Cody was having. That whole I'm just run. saying, part of the reason that Cody got over is because of what Rollins was doing. I mean, look how great Mustafa Ali looks right now. And that's not to say that Ali is bad, but I think that the stuff with Co- with uh, Rollins is helping Ali a lot. I agree. Shout Again, talking about best heel in the company, man. Yeah. Talking about Braun says, respect Braun, but agreed with Phil. He's mad cheesy. Tony yeah. P says, so y'all see the picture AEW used on YouTube for the Swerve and Billy segment? I got to oh, yeah. say, by the way, Swerve is obviously like my son's favorite just because he's you know, Swerve, uh, but the amount of work Swerve has had to do with Billy Gunn lately and keep shouting out Billy negatively, and my son is like, I know he doesn't mean me, but man, it's <laughs> no, hard don't to not hear it, it that funny. way. <laughs> Billy fe- feels like how I feel when they call bad weed Reggie. I fucking hate it. Pisses me off. That's a yeah. thing. Bad weed uh, is Reggie. I'm like, can we change the name of that to something else? Yeah. I'm Reggie. Which uh, gets me to this point. Listen, there was a point when Bling Bling was dead. Mid is dead, guys. Mid is hella dead. Mid has been dead and buried. Mid is mid is dead. You've overused it. it. It's done. Yeah. It's finished. We're talking to crowd. you, Max. Crowd loves it. Uh, uh, but look who's in that crowd, though. Yeah. <laughs> Yozora so. Hart says, is it time to open dialogue on the last six weeks of U.S. women's wrestling in AEW versus Triple H-led WWE? Um, look. I'm not going to go that, that far yet. So basically, Triple H has led WWE has had one women's match per show, um, which SmackDown again did this week and does next week. And uh, I get what they're saying, that AEW's women's wrestling has had some really good matches like with Sheeta and Tony Storm and with Riho and Jamie Hayter. And on top of that, they've got multiple angles building with uh, what appears to be Jamie Hayter versus... Uh, Tony Storm, you also have uh, Britt Baker and Soraya, and you also have uh, Nyla Rose and um, and uh, Jay Cargill. Cargill. And so I get what they're saying. There's a big piece of me that feels like 
the women's wrestling in WWE might be being limited by the fact that they're about to do this big Saudi pay-per-view next week. And it's like, look, we're going to do a women's show, but we have women's match on this show, but we ultimately know that the Saudis do not want women's wrestling. So we're going to give as little of it as possible. Right. Um, I will, I'm willing to at least look until give it a couple of weeks and see if things turn around. And if they don't, then then maybe start having that conversation. Not quite yet. I mean, I again, I think that most of the issue is SmackDown. I think that the women's stuff on SmackDown hasn't been good. I think for the most part, the women's stuff on Raw is fine. Uh, uh, I, I do think, I mean, the women's stuff on Raw has been limited, and there's a lot of questions like, where's Alexa Bliss right now? Where is um, where's, Asuka? where's Asuka? And the fact is, like, Raw did only have one women's match. It was the main event, and it was very good, but it did only have the one. Um, yeah, uh, my guess is the reason that they've been off TV and they've been holding off was a lot of creating individual feuds for them is to build to the War Games match. War Games, yeah. Uh, uh, that's that's my guess. I could be wrong, but um, yeah, I, I the, the the funny thing is I think the wrestling on Raw when it comes to women has been good. I think both of the good. matches have been good. I just think that some of the uh, damage control stuff is getting a bit repetitive. Right. I think Raw uh, and Dynamite really have had like great women's stuff. I don't, I'm not sure what the Rampage match was last night with. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, it was Ty Madison, right? Yeah, but as far as uh, I think Raw and Dynamite have really done really well as far as women's wrestling in terms of the match quality and the matchmaking. I think they've both been pretty good. Um, Anurag says, "When can we expect Brian versus Kenny two Elite versus BCC?" I mean, we do have to get a finish to that match. The thing is, the only time we saw Brian versus Kenny was a draw. There is time to go back to it. Brian, uh, in the interview he did this week, was talking about some of the leadership in the AEW and how and the leaders who have stepped up. And he talked about Moxley and Jericho and the Elite. Uh, and it was just interesting how he's putting those guys over as uh, the guys who started this and are leading it. Um, but... You know, obviously he wasn't going to mention Punk, but I noticed he was putting them all over positively as like, mm -hmm. you know, this is the way this company is led and it's led by guys who are doing well at it. I'm, I'm curious uh, when we get back there, but I feel like the Elite versus Blackpool Combat Club is an easy one because yep. there's any combination of the three Blackpool Combat Club members you can run with. There's very few you can... Uh, it all all yeah. work. Yeah. There's very few, so... Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. There's a couple more. Life of Deem sent us a super chat. Uh, he says, "Cowbell going over here. What's going on?" Sorry, no. I dropped my um. I have a, a holder for my phone. And I more cowbell. Uh, <laughs> let's see. He says, happy belated, Will. Hobbs versus Wardlow is going to be wild. I love Swerve in our glory, but when Swerve goes solo, his heel run is going to be so damn good. Solo. I can't wait. Uh, yeah, I'm ready for it. Um, yeah, there's stuff I, happening. And I'm ready for him to take over the world. I'm ready for hot. this guy to be, be hot. the biggest champion ever. Um, I, I'm ready for him to be petty and rub it in people's faces. I, I, I <laughs> The way that this guy keeps track of anybody that hates on him it's just amazing. I'm sorry, but the 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 revenge tour is going to be great. <laughs> yeah, can't wait. Uh, uh, like I said, though, the only thing I will say about that storyline is it's laid out for quite some time. Um, that 
You know, there was one time Chris Jericho was putting over back when AEW first started, where Chris Jericho said, and this was in October of uh, 2019. Maybe he said it in November. But he said, I know what I'm going to be doing through February. And that ended up being, he knew, Chris Jericho said, I know what every week of TV is about to be through February. And February ended up being when he lost the title. So Chris Jericho knew at the beginning of his title reign how it was going to end and when it was going to end. Mm -hmm. Because it ended in February, he lost it to Moxley. He knew all that stuff as it was going to lay out, the eye gouging. All of that was laid out way back then. I say all that to say that similarly, long-term, think long-term. If something's not happening this week, keep in mind, long-term. Uh, and let's see. Henry says, Henry T. Casey. Greetings, gents. Happy birthday week, Will. Thank you. I was just at New Japan in NYC last night. What is it about Leo Rush that he always pops the crowd when he's a surprise return? He's, he's an exciting wrestler. He's, he's dynamic. All he has to do is start going off, and you're going to be going crazy for him. Which, mm -hmm. by the way, I think he just announced he's going to be in a Super Super Junior Tag Team. Like, oh. I think I think he's teaming up with uh, Yo. Oh, that's what they were setting up at the show. Yeah. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it's saying in the chat, because um, Redman brought up, that Jericho also suggested to Soraya to TK uh, to go to TK with a month worth of TV ideas. That's really how it goes, right? Mm -hmm. Like um, when it when it comes to those long term ideas, if you've got them, present them. Uh, I mean that that kind of speaks to what Swole said as well. Where if you don't present ideas and if you don't speak up, um, you kind of she said the closed mouths in AEW don't get fed. Right. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've seen definitely the open mouths, the ones who've got ideas for what they want to be doing. They're the getting ones fed. that they're the ones yep. getting fed. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. uh, that's it though, for this edition of Grapsity. Grapsity. Another Saturday in the books. Um, I hope everybody has a really happy Halloween coming up this Monday. Hope y'all get to go do adult activities because, uh, if you're like me, you have kids. It's all you do on Halloween is kid stuff. Yeah, um, I'm sure people will go. But people still do like terrible Halloween parties, and women do like the slutty versions of dumb costumes. And oh, yeah, that's yeah. still a hoot. Yeah, that's, I'm going to a Halloween party tonight. I hope it's just like that. <laughs> uh, you, you, you're trying to go and see somebody dressed up as Velma tonight? That's, that's what oh, you're doing? Gosh, I could only <laughs> dream of a great moment like that. That would be amazing. I'm going out tonight with friends. There may be some Halloween stuff in it, but it's mostly just like a birthday dinner. Uh, other than that, shaking my kids trick-or-treating. I just bought $80 worth of candy. Oh, shit. Day. Day. Oh, That's a lot of Halloween candy. There's a Jeez. lot of kids in my neighborhood. So, Jesus. Uh, uh hand passing out candy and then also i'll probably hang on to a lot of it um mm. it was more like like i saw maybe it wasn't 80 that was bad math hold on <laughs> i was like that's so a eighty dollars worth of candy is wild candy. Bro. hold on hold on <laughs> what are you buying sorry <laughs> all 80. king size maybe you're right i bought like 
forty dollars worth of candy. Yes, that's yeah, I was about to say eighty dollars worth of candy. Is crazy. Like, yeah, I think I, I think ham I, for the kitties out there. I think I doubled. I think I doubled <laughs> as I was adding mm-hmm. stuff up. So I remember I bought a bag that was like uh, it has Snickers and uh, what was it? it? It contained Snickers, Twix, and Milky Way. And I was like, this is good. And then Corey called me and she's like, hey, make sure you get the stuff with Reese's. And I'm like, okay, fine. And so I get the one that's got the Reese's. <laughs> oh, and- by the way, T, if you're watching this show, if you don't get the fuck out of here with this Reese's slander, bro, <laughs> yeah, what are you, you talking about? Not, man? You may not slander <laughs> Reese's. You don't get out of here, man. You can't slander <laughs> Reese's, man. You, you cannot. cannot. That doesn't work yeah. around here. And then, but then after that, I was like, well, damn, I can't be handing out candy and not hand out Starburst and and uh and skittles Skittles. and so Mm -hmm. i was like all right grab that bag too and next thing i know i look down (laughs) and i'm like if you yeah i couldn't believe he said that one gotta go and he was like reese's like man if you don't get this goddamn milky way out of here bro yeah the one that's gotta (laughs) go is milky way way. milky way Way has to go Mm -hmm. because milky way is just snickers without peanuts and now three musketeers Three musketeers is just milky way without caramel yeah trash so fat you, Look, you it, want the full experience. It is Snickers. Snickers is the experience. Yeah, Snickers is is a premium candy bar. Like, come on, you no, you nobody nobody outside of trick or treating has ever went in a store and said, "Let me get a Three Musketeers." You're a liar if you say you have. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> I mean, I know people who just like have an aversion to peanuts and are like, "Look, I want caramel nougat and chocolate, but I don't want peanuts, so I want Milky Way." But like, look, Snickers is it. Snickers. It's the one. You get everything out of Snickers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happy Yoke. peanut sore. Anybody remember that commercial? No, is that just mm-hmm. a me thing? 2006? Yeah. Over I'm chocolate sure. covered mountaintops. Man, mm-hmm. we've been singing on this show. And waterfalls of caramel. <laughs> anyway, folks. Um, <laughs> This has been another edition of Grapsity. Thank you to all, for all the birthday wishes. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you for everything. Uh, this has been a great October and November is going to kick in. Don't forget, check out everything we do here at Fightful. Um, we're going to be covering a lot of stuff next week. I don't know when we're going to be on. It probably won't be at our normal Saturday time because we have uh, a little bit of crown jewel to cover. Uh, so we'll see what we end up doing as far as that's concerned. We'll discuss it, and you'll definitely know. Stay tuned to our social media. I'm William RBR. Phil is Philip DL6. Or he's Phil DL616. Righteous Reg is Righteous Reg. He's got the easiest one to remember. And we are Grapsity. You can find our uh, Twitter handle, Grapsity Pod. Outside of that, folks, we'll see you next time. Have a great day. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.